Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot CEO. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Guys, we're back. Yeah, still we here. Are. Oh, that, that was not a great start. I need more than that, guys. We're back, Dan. Okay, we, we are, are back. back with a capital B. Two-on-one podcast. I'm Adam. Hello. Here with Alex. Hello, as always. Oh, yeah. Still here. Yep. Some. I like he said hello for him. <laughs> he did say hello. He was, was saying, saying hello, hello to me. To him. Okay, I thought for him. God. Okay. Daniel, how are you? Hello. I'm good. Thank <laughs> you for answering the question. Oh uh, and Mike is here today. Hello, Mike. This is the first hey. time we've had you on since the draft watch. What up? What, what up? Disaster. I think we're all good. Um, right? Yeah. Check. Everyone's everyone's fine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. Uh, we're gonna do something special today. We're gonna open the show in a moment. We're gonna do. We're going full YouTuber here. We're gonna do a tier list. This was Mike's idea. It was like Mike suggested. My way of inviting do, myself on. Yeah, an <laughs> off season. Mike suggested. Why don't you guys do like an off season ranking of of every team? And I thought, you know what, Mike? And he also added, I can come on the show. So again, I, think <laughs> I texted Mike afterwards and like, that's a great way of inviting yourself on the show. Um, we'll have a tier list. I'll explain it all in a second. Um, but first, I think we would be – we've mentioned F1 on the show a few times here and there. Um, best wishes to Roman Grosjean, um, Haas F1 team driver, who is currently in hospital uh, after a, a disastrous crash in the first lap of, of, uh, of Baku. Uh, apparently, he may have a broken rib. He's got some burns. Um, but shout-out to the FIA and the stewards for doing such a great job, uh, especially the medical safety car drivers for getting on it so quick. Um, and whoever invented the halo deserves a Nobel Peace Prize because honestly, it saved Roman's life today. Uh, same thing for Lance Stroh, whose car flipped. Uh, he was okay right away, but boy, uh, all of you have seen it, but that, that Grosjean incident was was scary. Yeah. Like that was, yeah. I, I had a tear in my good. eye, I won't lie. Did not that was pretty... Good. Pretty unbelievable. Thank God he's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not a you're not a massive F1 fan, are you, Mike? Like my us. dad is. My dad. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I've uh, I was I was I was actually named after Michael Schumacher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, from my name. Origin comes from uh, interesting interesting <laughs> trivia. What's your background again, Mike? Like, what's your? My dad's Trinidadian. My mom's Ecuadorian. Okay, so you're that that Canadian. You're named after a German. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Isn't that dope? You're named after the second best the second best racing driver of all time. Yeah, yeah. My dad would be very upset if you said if you if you ever said that to him. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Simon's his name, right? Yeah, shout out my dad. Shout, shout out, out to Simon. All right, um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll listen to this because you're on, right? Yeah, of course. Hey, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Alex, okay, yeah. it's on. So I'm going to share my screen right now. So this is the part of the show where we highly encourage you to check out the YouTube portion because we're going to have a big visual element to it today. 
we've had like one of those classic like sort of tier list that you see a youtuber like top anime betrayals and it's like a whole thing right like the classified a to sort of yeah. z or like double s for the top right so what the idea i've kind of put together here is instead of doing a b c and d i thought it would be better if we instead kind of classified it as this team as a result of the offseason their status quo oh. they haven't really improved that's um, a okay. singles- pretty interesting way to do it. I was going to say, why don't you do it by division, but that's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. I have some good ideas, Mike. Uh, uh, a single step forward, the Winnipeg division. Uh, they took a step back. There is the dumpster fire, reference to urinating tree. Uh, and then we also have the fabulous, that is the Dr. Gary Gould thing, um, <laughs> that they have a great offseason. They've really improved. And there is champions of the offseason, the guys who really, really improved. And I think... Collectively, I think we're going to agree on two teams, but I think we're going to have a debate on Colorado here. Um, but anyway, I guess we Are can we? go alphabetically. Alpha, what am I talking about? Alphabetically? We all good with that? Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll start. Alex, Alex, our- I want to see some enthusiasm. What the hell? Is oh, that? you'll see some enthusiasm. Before we, go, before we go on, this reminds me of JRN 104 with infographics. Stop. It. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Don't even say that. It no, is. because then you're going to get me all triggered that. Was it 104 or 103 that Which was one? trending on Twitter? Oh, 103. Oh, it was, was 103, trending. yeah. Triggering. Triggering. Story triggering. day. That was right. upsetting. Okay. Anyway, lads, so we'll start with the Anaheim Docs. I'll start here with you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the top of, of my head, the only real addition they brought in, well, they brought back Derek Grant, but okay, he, they always bring him back. Um, yeah. Though... Kevin Shattenkirk. It, it's really just looking at the Ducks in the future. The improvement comes with him from the young players. But on the offseason here, it's it's Kevin Shattenkirk, which mm-hmm. some people can see as a confusing signing. But what? Wait, just what's more confusing, the Robin Leonard to Chicago signing or the Kevin Shattenkirk to Anaheim? Shattenkirk. I think Shattenkirk because you really uh, kind of know they were in a rebuild. But Chicago, they just didn't want to let go. I guess. Mm-hmm. They're both confusing. Hmm. So – where do we look at putting the Ducks here? Because, I mean, is Shattenkirk really putting them a step forward? I don't, we're not I talking about the draft in here as as well, right? No. No? Okay. This is solely off-season, like, additions and that. Um, I think okay. – you know what? How about we, we, we use the – no, let's use the draft because I feel like a big part of the Rangers is going to be Lafreniere. And I feel like it will be impossible for us to talk about Arizona – without talking about the draft yeah so okay. but i think yeah and off-season okay. signings and trades would be a big part so we, we can include the draft if you want okay so okay. i'll just say a single step forward okay. because That's generous i think it's i think it's because like a lot of the guys that they depend on for the future you know it's a year later like trevor zegris is a year later mm-hmm. that these guys could get to where they need to and you know it's not it's not a dumpster fire there at all. Like they've drafted well. We've talked about it on the show before that they've they've done what they need to. It's just they have to get rid of the old guard now. So I think it's a single step forward. Okay. Um, and anyone chime in when you want. The only thing I'm going to say there, Daniel, is based on well, we we I, we need to be very careful with how we're going about each category mm-hmm. here. Um, based on the off season moves, not uh, like Zgrass. I love. Right, mm-hmm. of course. But that is not a new addition. Okay, so I'll put status quo then. That's I'm, more like it. Yeah, okay. I like are that we, status quo. Okay. Mike, are you good with status quo? Are we all in agreement here? I'm in a little bit ahead? of a conundrum because I don't know if I want to throw him and take a step back or status quo. 
And the only reason that is, is because I don't know. I think it's important that if you're, depending on the moves you're making, that you have a goal in sight. And I don't know what Anaheim's goal is. I don't know if they're committed to a full-fledged rebuild or if or if they're just trying to stay relevant. Like, I don't – and because of that, I don't know how you could really – like, if, you're, if, if we're ranking this based on how they're trying to meet their needs, their goals, then um, I don't really see how bringing Kevin Shattenkirk will help them if they really want to go through a true rebuild, whereas, you know – you still have a lot of variables surrounding you, like you know Ryan Getzlaff's one year out from a contract year, um, or sorry, one year out from unrestricted free agency. Like you have so many different moving parts. I don't really know what Anaheim's goal is, so that's why I don't like. I don't know what they're what they're doing really. Like the the Shattenkirk signing was just so weird to me. Yeah, for a fan, I'm still kind of. I don't know. I'm still thinking about that one too. Okay, so Daniel just admitted on this podcast he's a fan of the Anaheim Ducks. I'm just putting that out there because yeah. he's never done it. He has never done it. I heard him say it as a fan. So okay. that of the like, sport as a whole. Nah, you can't get <laughs> yourself out of that one. Because we have 30 teams to get to, yeah. and let's yeah. put it to a vote in majority rules. Uh, all in favor for status quo? Put your hands up. Okay, sure. Okay, Mike's the only one saying take a step back. Uh, I do think it is worth mentioning, though, that I don't know who their backup goalie is going to be, but um, but John so that might be one thing. But I think because of that defense, they should be fine. I don't I'm think really mad really- that they, I'm really mad they didn't bring back Michael Delzato just because he's DJ MDZ in the locker room. And he was on the TSN thing saying, come pick me up, please. That was yeah. really funny. Um, <laughs> I don't think there were enough detriment to like detrimental signings or anything. Because again, and we need to remember Jamie Drysdale. So I think because the majority of rules will go with status quo here. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Now, dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Dumpster okay. fire. Dumpster fire. There's no. Um, from every angle. Did they, PR, did, what did they do? What did they even do? So, yeah, I think maybe, yeah, they haven't really done anything. That's that's what you have to think about. They, they lost, lost Taylor Hall. Hall. And then they lost their first, second, third, and as a result of off ice issues, their fourth round pick as well. They, yeah, they, the only things they really did, Tyler Pitlick and Johan Larson, which great bottom six guys, but you lost Taylor Hall and you, you screwed up so bad, so mm-hmm. bad. You there? You didn't have a first. You didn't have a second. You didn't have a third, and you didn't have, now you don't have a fourth. That's a waste of fourth. Complete yeah. list. Um. Well, they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of you face on the defense. I didn't even realize that. Like. Um. Yeah. Next yeah. year, Goligowski, Jamerson, Demers, Osterle, and I can't. Ilya Lubushkin. Ilya Bushkin. Don't forget that. Don't forget that that ugly uh, OEL trade trade. Oh. Yeah, that that ugly week of just of nothing happened. Where you Um, let your own player kind of pick his own destiny. Like, yeah, you can trade me now. Like, (laughs) this is true. Um, by the way, Pierre Gasly up to P five in the Grand Prix. God, you love to see it, right? Um, but the Boston Bruins, I right now as it stands. I'm going to say Boston took a step back because Mm -hmm. you've lost Tory Krug. And so far, and you guys know I love this player. The only sort of addressing, the only way you've addressed that is you're somehow bringing in Craig Smith up front, which, like, that'll be nice, but defensively, and what 
Krug brings the player, you have not really replaced it yet. Oh. You literally I mean, have if, no if, left side. If they s- brought in Mike Hoffman, I would probably put them to status quo, maybe even step forward. But as it stands right now, can we agree that I think that 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 the Bruins have taken a step back? Yeah. Uh, but let's not forget, they did bring in Greg McKay. I just want to point that out. Leafs legend. Leafs legend. Uh, don't don't forget to like Chara's future is still unclear. Right. This like, is have, true. This is yeah. true. Like they have no, no left side. Yeah. yeah. Like you have Jacobs Borrell will get a yeah, chance yeah. to sign to plug one of those holes. Like I don't I don't know what's like basically the biggest thing here is that yes, they took a step back. Their window was already getting smaller as their core ages. You know, Patrice Bergeron's what going to be thirty five. Yep. Thirty five like, right now. Yeah, like the window just got that much shorter, losing to our mm. group. Um, Not even, or I don't even know what the whole fiasco was. Krug said they they gave him a, a he they Krug said they didn't offer him a deal. They said they offered him a deal, like not a good look. From what it sounds like, Krug said because it was the we talked about this before. There was a deal like last year, yeah, and there was no movement on it, and then eventually it was retracted. Uh, we'll touch on DeBrusque later. <clears throat> Um, but I mean, again, that's not an improvement. That is re-signing an RFA. So, um, Daniel, anything you want to quickly add? I think we've talked about it before. What David Krejci said when they got eliminated from the postseason that you know he realizes like you know we know it's only two or three years left of this core. So I think it's kind of like that mentality as well that this won't last forever. That <laughs> this consistency is not going to always be there. And then you know the whole David Pasternak situation. This is that's a very very good point. Um, so. Took a step back. Yeah. Excellent. I think that's fair. I can agree with that one. Yeah. Buffalo. Um, they got some guys up front. We've talked about this a lot. Their bottom six is still Buffalo. Their top six, with the likes of Eric Stahl coming in, with uh, Taylor Hall, may have heard of him. I want to put Buffalo, and they took a step forward. Because, do you know what? Um, their goaltending is not perfect, but I think... Looking at obviously Allmark is not sorry, no, not Allmark. Um, Allmark was actually really we looked at his stats yeah, and they weren't bad. bad. For Buffalo. For Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carter Hutton is not oh. great. But I think oh, the main man. the moves they made up front, we can look at the Taylor Hall and see if he ever extends there. Probably not gonna happen. No. But as it stands right now, I think Buffalo, and let's remember it's Buffalo and where they have been before. Our first episode with Mike, I think we ripped Buffalo. I think it's fair to say they took a step forward because status quo for Buffalo is bottom five in the league. Yeah. Yeah. On paper, like I'm going to put asterisk on paper. They have taken a step forward so far. Daniel, we don't have any hockey. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> we can't go off play. Sorry. I wish we had hockey too, man. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. Like, I think Taylor Hull, you know, even though his last, I guess, couple seasons haven't been the greatest. And, you know, he's also played for New Jersey and Arizona. So let's take that into account. But, like, I still think he he can have an impact on that team. And you're playing next to either uh, Jack Eichel or Eric Stahl. Like, I think you're going to be fine. I think Taylor Hall is mm-hmm. going to be fine. Mike. Um, I'm kind of uh, like like I think I honestly think it's like kind of they're in the middle between fabulous and a single step forward. Obviously, you can't make that category. So, for the sake of majority, I'll throw them in a single step forward. But I mean, look at 
Look at how they fleeced Arizona. They fleeced Arizona. Or not Arizona, sorry, Minnesota for yeah. stall. Like they fleeced mm-hmm. them for uh, Johansson for stall. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hall low-risk, high-reward signing. Um, people, I mean, I don't know if we're going off of signing here and stuff like that, but um, a Lawson and Reinhardt are on good deals. That's important that they re-sign them. And, you know, re-signing Montour earlier, and, you know, I think – stop texting me. Uh, I think Rasmus Dahlin is going to take another big step this year. I just – overall, I think this team is just really paving its way to be better this year. But then again, mm. like we all say, it's Buffalo. So Yes. Right. So fair to say single step forward then. I can do that. Yeah. Because I think if they have shored up a bit more of their depth, um, especially on the bottom six, I think we could put them in fabulous. Um, but yeah, as it stands, I special teams are to be put in fabulous with Gary Gold's name. We can't put Buffalo with Gary Gold. <laughs> I mean, like if Casey Middlestat takes that next step that you know we've been saying for like the last five years five years yeah like i I think there's an argument to be made for fabulous but again it's not a new addition so we should get roll christophilus on the show we should we really i remember when i first met him he was like the biggest casey middlestat fan uh remember yeah let's try and keep like like new additions in that let's yeah let's try and keep it in there i'll try um calgary calgary canucks i think the at very least should be a single step forward because they really they they addressed in my opinion their biggest weakness in goal. Yeah. And say what you want about the latter years of that contract, but Jacob Markstrom's gonna be paying out for them. And good goaltending can save you uh, a lot of games. And, I, mean, I mean it won Vancouver yeah. a few in the playoffs. They definitely did not deserve to win. I would put them fabulous. I agree with Alex, yeah. Like, so they brought in Jacob Markstrom, which is an improvement over, I think they had, uh, not Mike Talbot. Smith. Talbot. Cam big- Talbot last year. And he's an improvement over Dave Riddick. Uh, they replaced TJ Brody with Chris Tanev. Um, and, like, I, I think those are, I think they're fabulous. Like, I think the, let a, the alone uh, Markstrom signing puts them a single step forward, right? But okay. I think... Filling in their roster, they've done a decent job. Josh Lee was a great ad. Yeah, yeah, right. that's a nice depth move. That really is. They have, uh, I wouldn't say, I think, in I like Chris Tanev. I like him more for what, in the playoffs, Sportsman did that really, really good piece about what he meant to the locker room. And um, I think the last, I would say two years have really opened my eyes when it comes to how important it is to have someone in the room. And I think Calgary especially really need that. And again, um, there's no such thing as too much depth. Lee was a nice guy. And again, goaltending. So what are, are we? Yeah. And, and they, they traded down twice. So yeah. I think that was also smart and they still got the guy they wanted. So and- I think this is the offseason that everyone, I think, who is a Flames fan wanted for so long. They kept doing like these incremental moves or trying to fix things here and there until until like they say like that's let's see what sticks. Like it reminds me of Brian Elliott getting traded there when he was like a pending UFA and they depended on him to try to be a number one. And then now they actually, you know, swing for the fences with Jakob Markstrom. Mm-hmm. Uh so fabulous then? You've you've changed my minds, fella. Are we all good for fabulous? Sure. Yeah. All right. Congratulations. All right. 
I don't think Carolina should be above status quo. They should be there because they didn't address the one thing they needed to, and that was a net. I think Robin Leonard signing in Vegas threw, threw a lot of teams a, a complete loop. Like Colorado, Carolina, those two teams specifically, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if Robin Leonard hit uh, free agency, those two teams would have been in on him. Mm-hmm. Is there is there really much to say? I mean, we all know, like Carolina definitely disappointed in the playoffs this year. In my humble opinion, I really yeah, wanted they them. To they be can't more even noise. be Boston. Okay, it's just the well when you have James Reimer in that versus Boston. We don't. Hey, know. hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's hey. enough, Adam. That's yeah, not, to, not not to us Leafs fans here. Hey. Anyway, stop anyway. You're, you're you're a Ducks fan. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, status quo. I'm fine with. Yeah, we're all good. I like, just, I wonder ahead, about man. this team because, like, honestly, yeah, they have a, a lot of defensive depth. So, like, losing Edmondson and TVR wasn't, you know, anything to them. But yeah, you have defensive depth, but you also in that defensive depth, you got some not so great contracts in Brady Shea, and a pretty bad contract in Charlie. Jake Gardner. And the only thing that worries me about that is that it's going to make signing Dougie Hamilton really hard. Right. I remember there's a stat, I think it was from The Athletic, where they showed the Hurricanes, like, their defensemen, like, they're defensively sound, but, like, they rank in the league of, like, the lowest amount of shots they take. And then, like, they mentioned, like, Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin, and um, Hayden Fleury. Like, these guys just don't, like, they go on unquote, yeah, they just don't shoot the puck. <laughs> it took Flurry how long to get a goal? Not as long as Victor Mete, but it, it took a while. Yeah. A really long time. Um, but yeah, I mean I don't think there's there's much more to see on Carolina. Chicago. Um I don't think I mean off the top of what did they even do? <laughs> they traded Brendan Saad. Oh yeah. Hey, so <laughs> did they do anything so else? They brought in the Dorov, and then we'll bring up their cat friendly here. Um, I'm throwing them. I'm gonna tell you guys right off the bat. I'm throwing ooh. them dumpster fire. Really? It's that I would, bad. I would have said you're muted. Goaltending is just. Oh, there you go. Okay, you're back now. Oh boy. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm no. I'm throwing them dumpster fire all the way. Really? I think the you know Crawford proved he had enough. Like he had some left in the tank with them pulling off. That upset over Edmonton, well, arguable upset because Edmonton was just being Edmonton. But mm-hmm. you have, like, you have Corey Crawford gone, just signed, signed, like, signed. walks. You have Brendan Saad traded to Colorado on that weird deal. Um, Olimata gone, Slater Cuckoo gone. Like, obviously, those aren't big names, but they're they're still like, they're depth to bringing Zadorov, Yanmark, and Lucas Walmart. Like, not to mention, you haven't re-signed Strom. Um, it took you this long to announce that you were in a rebuild when a lot of us, a lot of us fans, not like fans of the game, for example, or everybody else, see you guys, saw you guys as rebuilding, but it took you that long to announce it until your, your stars got pissed off. Like, I think... I think it's been a pretty big dumpster fire personally to me. Mm-hmm. Like even like, you know, it's like John Scott said it right. It's embarrassing. So I, I think they're a dumpster fire right now. That was a very yeah. convincing argument. Mm-hmm. I will uh, dumpster fire. It is. 
for me. All right, Daniel. So to me, like I, I kind of I agree with all of that. It's just I don't know. It's just the way I think they are a dumpster fire. Personally, I I do like Kane and Taves. I like the young guys they've been getting, but I think it's just for this year alone they are a dumpster fire. It's just when I just think of the Coyotes, I'm like they're like a, another type of dumpster fire. <laughs> Sorry. Just, yeah, yeah. So something I just think about, but yeah, definitely Chicago. I think this year they're a dumpster fire. All right, they're in the dumpster. Very good, very good. Right, Colorado. Yeah, this is gonna be a good one. I'm putting them in fabulous. If they address the goaltending, they That's would be fair. champions. But like, let's be honest, the Devontae's and Brandon Saw deals were amazing. Like, yeah, great, good for them. Sucks for the Islanders. But uh, and I think like I think it's fair to say there's going to be a nice revitalization in, in Brandon Saad next season because you're going to play McKinnon or Kadri. That's going right. to be great for you. So are, yeah. So are we are we comfortable putting Colorado in fabulous? Uh, yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Excellent. But yeah, literally the only thing I can see is that I didn't really like that they did this off season was Borkowski, but other than that, I like it all. So. Say that again. The only thing I didn't like was kind of the contract they gave Burakovsky. Really? Well, I mean, giving him five million after his first twenty goal season, I just feels a little generous. I think he's a great player. I don't think it's a massive overpayment. I don't think it's a bad contract by any means. I just, I think you know, when you have a team like Colorado that used to be really have a lot of cap space, and you do have to sign some guys down the road. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta start being careful with that cap. Yeah. All right. So, that's true. That's literally the only blemish though I see from them this offseason. Man, that, yeah. that must suck. <laughs> um Columbus. I didn't realize till the other day that they had signed Miku Koivu. I mean I can't believe you didn't know that. I just didn't we talk about it on the show? I'm pretty we sure we have. did. <laughs> I am pretty sure we did. Cool. Plus it was um, his brother's birthday last week. Yeah. I like Saki. I could care less about Miku. So aggressive. Yeah. yeah Happy the birthday to Saki. Love you, man. Who, who posted first about his birthday? Oh, my well, God. Well, the Ducks are the picture. The Habs did a whole freaking video okay. on that. Don't, don't start me with this. Okay. Who broke the news? My God. <laughs> Daniel, you broke, the news. broke the news. You broke the news, Daniel. <laughs> okay. In our group chat. You broke okay. the news. Columbus. Um. Uh, Which person I don't know. Like, you know what the thing is? They traded Ryan Murray. They traded Marcus Nudivara. They still haven't signed Pierre Luc Dubois. That's a uh, big one. And like, they're all. I, I think the significant addition is Max Domi. You. When but, Adam like, said he doesn't know Miko Kovia was there, I did. I forgot me Miguel Gregorenko. Was back in the NHL. Yeah, Remember he was signed in the playoffs. Is like, no, you can't. Yeah, do oh, not allowed mm-hmm. to do that. Like mm-hmm. their biggest, like I don't think it's good enough to be a, a single step forward, but I don't think it's a step backwards. So, like, I think I'd put it as status quo because, like, you lost Josh Anderson, you brought in Max Domi, but then you also traded away Marcus Nudivara and Ryan Murray, who aren't the best players, but they still they made their decor pretty deep and you didn't really address much like you guess you am i i don't know i I don't know what this team is if i'm being honest i remember we talked about it after they did all those trades that 
it's all about cap flexibility, and then we expected a pair looped by extension like that week. Okay, good. I thought I lost the tier list for a second there. I um, disappointing. I think, I mean, I think the Grigorenko is a high upside, low risk kind of ad there. So yeah. I'll give him some brownie points for that. And I like that they got Domi and Koibu because it it allows Boone Jenner and Nick Foligno to play on the wing because mm-hmm. I don't want like I, I didn't like them playing center. Well, I don't really care because they beat the Leafs, so I hate them. But like they they. They did what? They're I forgot the about that. Sorry, I forgot about that. But they beat but anyways, like playing them on the wing is much better than playing them at center. They're they're not fast or good enough to be be playing that two way game. Right. Uh Domi. The big thing is are they taking on the Domi that had seventy two points two years ago or the Domi that had forty four points last year? This is true. That's a um, good point. I wonder I, I wonder what that lineup's going to like. I would like to see Domi play with a skilled winger. And then the only guy I can think of off the top of my head is Cam Atkinson. But would you rather play him with Dubois? But I, I feel like those two could make some magic together. Um, and you know what? I think if, if Tortorella, by the way, can really get Max back to playing, they like use your snarl here, like start using your East-West game, not your North-South, mm-hmm. then I think he can be a real asset to them. But I, I don't... It's just that question of does the Domi move sort of put them in in a category where you can kind of forget about the loss of a new Devar in that? Because at the end of the day, Seth Jones can play an hour and he's fine the next day. Right. Yeah. Or do we just go status quo because it's, it's Columbus? I mean, I think you it's know status what? Ryan Murray and Marcus Nudevar aren't like sexy names, not sexy players, but they still brought something to the table in a team that had a very gutted roster. They were top four defense, two top four defensemen. On Ryan Murray, thing, huh? Ryan Murray, it, when he's healthy, he's a good player. Yeah, I feel like people give up on him too much, and I understand because he has his injury issues. But I think that that's why he'll take a, a step forward this year with his new club, which we'll get into later. Hate that new club, but um, but yeah, I mean, like you guys say, it's just it's so puzzling. Like where I don't really, I think the save bet for me would be status quo. Because I don't think they took a step back, nor do I think they took a step forward. Much similar to a couple of other teams here, but I there's a lot gambling on it, basically. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Uh, fair to say, uh, the Dallas Stars. I think their status quo as well. What, what's changed? Not a whole lot. I mean, no. you brought back Faxa, and uh, that, that's I like that deal a lot. I mean. It's literally the same team. Well, they like the only person they brought in was Mark Pizik, the right winger, right winger who scored a hot trick against the Leafs. Yeah, Um, sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. I don't even need to click on Dallas. All right, so we're fine with that. We can just throw them into status quo. That stat just kind of came out of my mouth. Plus, I mean, like, there's still the injuries, but you know, we already knew that in the finals. Yeah, Yeah. right. Right. (laughs) I mean, like, they brought back Hudobin on a bit of a weird deal, but like, good that they brought him back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they could bring back Corey Perry. We don't know what the deal with that is yet. Um, Williams thing, just come later. And who knows what the hell is going to happen with, like, it, you know, some breakouts from guys like Kibaranta and Robertson, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're just status quo. <laughs> um, Detroit, they brought in some just some fine names. I think they took a step forward because, like, let's be honest. 
They're gonna suck next year. And but they they're, were they're not gonna be they're not gonna be as bad as this year. Like this yeah. is not a team right? that should be fabulous because they no. don't they're not in the position to do that. It should just be the the bring homegrown, bring fine veterans in. I think they I don't want to just I don't want to put them in fabulous. I, no, think, I, I don't think they've earned it. Yet. No, I think they job, no. I, I I think they made fabulous moves, but I don't uh, think you can put them in fabulous. Look, I can't even begin to say just how low this bar was. Yeah. It's just astronomically low after one, one of the worst seasons in like league history. Um, certainly probably up there for the worst in cap era history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? They made some, 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 some underrated moves. I mean, you brought back Mant on a pretty good deal. Gave Faber an extension uh, and Bertuzzi for one year to keep his RFA status until next year. So you don't have to worry about him bolting on you next year, which I like. And bringing in, Grice to play with Bernier is better than Howard and Bernier. And you know what? This is crazy to think that years ago, I remember looking at the score and seeing a report that like Red Wings are asking for a first round pick for Howard. I'm like, Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, like I said, the bar was tremendously low. So I think uh, they can't really go anywhere, but uh, I'll give them a single step forward for it. I, I, I picked them too much. Yeah, also, I think they're opening up cap more, too, now. Like, you know, Justin Albicator is gone. A lot of these Ken Holland contracts are starting to expire, get bought yeah. out. Franz Nielsen's one year removed, so he's almost there. Get him there. Uh, and don't forget, too, like, they also netted a pick, a, yeah. like, yeah. A, second. Uh, what, a second for, for taking, taking Stahl's contract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can afford that kind of cap, right? So th- that one year left of of stall. So and Troy Stetcher and they and got Troy Stetcher. Uh, oh, Troy Stetcher. I do like Bobby him. Ryan. All right, yeah, not flashy names, but they're fine. fabulous they're moves fine. for a they're fine. Um, dumpster fire for, team. Right. So single step. I think that's fine, yeah. Mike. I've talked about this on the show. Don't look at cat friendly. Do you want to know who? Uh, which contracts are the three longest on Detroit? Without looking at cat friendly. I'm not looking at cat friendly. Good. I'm just trying to think. It's a good question. Can't really think of them off the top of my head. Yeah. Mantha? Four years. That's the long one longest. Okay. Okay. Larkin? Okay. And the applicator buyout. <laughs> Lord. Exactly. Good. I didn't realize how long that thing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, How long are we talking? Six years. Ooh, wow. That's a rough oh. one. That's steep. Because Ken Holland paid for loyalty. <laughs> but you were Eiserman's ma- paying yeah. for it. Yeah. Eiserman's oh. picking up the tab. Uh, the Oilers, I think their oh status quo. The, I, guys, they made a literal sing Like, when, when we talked about Winnipeg that one time, a single step forward. Maybe. I, <laughs> Maybe. I like Barry. But what, like Barry? I don't. I like the move. Like I do. I but don't, I don't. Barry I like Cal Turris. Barry. Okay. Yes. This is this is true. I did this forget about Turris. I don't. But I, the question is, does does Turris? I think he can be a pleasant surprise. I think that can be. He can really prove himself and revive that career. I hope he does. Actually, it's just like and Barry. Like, 
I do like the Barry contract. I do. It's just, sure. is that enough to move the need for no. the Oilers? And I'm like, I like that what he'll do to replace um, Clefbaum. It's just on the power play. What you need. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Not defensively. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But sorry. Yeah. Still, ahead, still like sorry. you need defensemen, right? Like, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's, it's that other side of the coin. You can score goals, Edmonton. I love you can do that. If you guys have been paying attention to this goal of the decade, half of them are McDavid. It's probably going to be McDavid's goal against the Leafs versus Ovechkin in the finals. Like, let's be honest here. But it's it's honestly like, is there enough where Edmonton really improved? They didn't take a step back. They brought back Pugliarby. Like, I think they have three <laughs> things. You're right. Like, I think that's a step forward, though. Like, I think he did have a decent season overseas. But their goaltending still sucks. Right, right. So they had three areas to improve on. They needed to improve their forward depth because Connor McDavid needs to play with someone not named Zach Cassian, Alex Chason, or who did I who did I say? Who's the guy? I can't remember his name anymore. Riley Shan? No, no. Archibald, Josh Archibald. God, like this is who you're playing the best player in the world with? Are you kidding me? Uh, they had to improve their defense because, like, they just needed to. And they had to improve their goaltending. They fixed one thing. That's the only si- the reason I could maybe give them a single step forward. Like, t- your uh, Adam's right. Tyson Berry is good offensively. But clearly goals weren't the issue. No. Right? Like, they need someone to play defense. And they haven't and- signed Ethan Bear. And they haven't signed Ethan Bear. So waiting on that one. And they brought back Mike Smith. They 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 couldn't even get Jacob Markstrom. Do you know how disappointing that is? OEL didn't want to go there. Markstrom didn't want to go there. Who who wants to go to Edmonton? It's bad when you have the best player in the world and you still can't sell. It's a discussion we've had many a time. Okay, and so this is why in eight years, uh, Austin Matthews and. Connor McDavid are going to Arizona. Yeah, okay? not, I'm putting no, that there. Not, not, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing He's, it. They're both going to Arizona. Are the Coyotes going to be there in eight years? Okay. All right. Okay. That's a good question. You know <laughs> what? Daniel makes a good point. Daniel makes okay. a very valid point. I'm, stay, I'm saying they did status quo. Alex, what's your vote? Uh, status quo. Daniel, what's your vote? Um, yeah, status quo. Okay. Mike, what's your vote? I'm just kidding. Kidding. I'll take the status quo. Okay, cool. Florida. Um, Florida. <laughs> I don't think they got worse. I just don't know if Wenberg. There's a lot of money. Yeah, it's just, I think it, for them to take a step forward, they needed to get that partner for Ekblad that they've been clamoring for since the days of trading Vincent Trocek back at the deadline, and they still haven't done it. But they didn't get worse. Right? I think they're unfortunately just another status. I think the worst thing for any team is to be in this status quo right now. And I think that Florida are among them. I think they took a step back. Do you think really? they took a step? I don't think they took They I did. I, I am forgetting two very important names. They let them walk. They did lose. So far, they have lost Hoffman and they have lost Dadanoff. That is very true, Mike. They have lost a lot of yes. goals. They lost Howla. They lost Howla Famer. Yeah. They lost Howla and Walmart, both who they literally traded Vinny Trocek for in one of the most confusing deals I've seen. Because they wanted character, mm. and well, those characters left. Yeah. What about yeah, Patrick Hornquist? What does he think he gets? Oh, <sighs> they moved that. Hornquist is getting older. 
it's not a bad deal. I think it's a little expensive for for Hornquist. Wenberg is a pretty decent depth signing. Vinahina Stroza, Carter Rahegi, those will be good depth signings. People often forget, too, that Rakto Gouda signed there, so he makes them a little meaner. But I just – they switched up a lot more on depth. I don't really get what they're doing. I don't. So I think – and the only player that they re-signed is Mackenzie Weger, big whoop. Um, so I think it's going to take more time for Zito to actually make this his roster. Mm-hmm. Like you don't blame him for it. He came in super late. Um, but Dale Talon has left this guy with a lot to work for work, work, with, like not work with. So um, I think to work with, I think they took a step back with just losing all those guys completely <laughs> failing that trade. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Daniel, are you on the same – January, are you status quo or do you think you take a step back here? I think take a step back. I think that the guys they brought in, um, if these were like, you know, replacement stop gaps or depth signings on the cheap, I would say great, but a lot of them weren't. And I think they were kind of bleeding here and there, what Mike kind of said, like Eric Halla, I think was a big one. And, you know, that's just kind of a lost thing too based on the deadline deal that, you know, he was the centerpiece of the Vincent Trocek trade. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, you two have changed my mind. I, I'm going to take a step back. I can't believe I forgot about. I cannot believe I forgot about half Hoffman and, and Dadanov. Um, by the way, Gasman up to fifth place. You love to see it. I think Daniel Ricardo's making a move on Valtteri Bottas right now. What a poor season for Valtteri. Florida, you take a step back with the Bruins. You love to see it. The LA Kings have done what? Not a whole lot. <laughs> Uh, Elias Anderson. Uh, they traded a fourth that round pick. A good point. I think that's everything they did. They, they got Clinton Byfield. Byfield, yeah. Um, As the resident Rangers fan, what is Mike's analysis on Elias Anderson? I think he'll do better. I think the guy needed his change of scenery. I think now, like it was a good trade for for him. Really, there's nothing more you're gonna get for him. So, um. I believe in Leah Sanderson. I believe he'll uh, he'll really he'll start to take his own shape now. Like he has his own destiny to control. And when it comes to the topic of LA, I mean, I don't think they did anything great. I don't think they did anything bad. Like they brought in Olimata for four mil for two I years. I completely which, forgot about that. I know because I forgot. I forgot they traded for Olimata. Yeah. The thing is, we can't obviously it it can't count towards the uh, like I don't know if this counts towards our discussion, but I think the biggest thing with the Kings is their cupboard. They got they got a really good prospect pool, the best in the league. Yes. So if that's that's the only saving grace, yeah. Like I don't in terms of off season moves, like you know, yeah, they they drafted Byfield, and they have some. They have help on the way in the pipeline, but um, that's for the future. That isn't immediately for this year, immediately for this year. It's just Oli Mata and Leah Anderson, and the only people that left were Trevor Lewis. So we're voting on this then. I'll status quo them. Yeah. Yeah. If we can't count, like, the fact that, yeah, they have a great prospect covered, that's still not for a bit, right? So – yeah. Yeah. Again, they're gonna be bad, but they have a future. Yeah. Uh, like Byfield will play this year. 
Um, but the rest of them, who knows, like Bellardi, Bjorn fought all those guys. Like mm-hmm. it all depends really. Um, Minnesota status quo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah again, I wish there was, I don't know what they're doing category <laughs> because I really don't know what they're doing. Like I thought they were rebuilding. I'm like, okay, it seems like, you know, you're yeah. trading Jason Zucker. It seems like Matt Dumba's on the block, which I didn't really understand, but um I don't know what else they're really doing. Like, like, like they got Nick Benino. Talbot's their goalie now. <laughs> they traded Luke Cunning and Ryan Donato. Which I don't understand why. I understand Donato probably after he got like everything that just embarrassed by Crosby. Um, but I, I don't get what they're doing, man. You're right. It's just, it all depends on really how Kaprizov does this year. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they locked up Brodeen, but you know, dealing away the core, so like a lot of that, their core, without really getting much for it, is well, not much of a return is pretty disappointing. So I'm hearing us talk, and I'm changing my mind. I think we should put them in a step back. Yeah, I yeah. can deal with that because I mean, just the stall for Johansson trade was just come on, what are you doing? So yeah, Minnesota, you're finally out of mediocrity, and you're finally on the back foot. Congratulations. I mean, they you did bring in Mark. They did draft Marco Rossi. Like mm. he, he fell to them. I can't. I still can't believe that happened, man. Okay, so let's right. let's let's put it to a vote then. Put your hand up if you're in favor for status quo, and if you're there for take a step back. Okay, majority rules. Yeah, um, okay, the Montreal Canadiens. You go first, Adam. Okay. Um, I look at Montreal last year and I think, all right, where did they lack? Okay, their special teams were crap. They didn't have a good backup goaltending. And outside of five on five, they could not score, which contributes to, um, again, special teams. And they brought in players to help in every single one of those categories. They were a young team who outside of, I think it was two or three players, barely played more than 20 playoff games. That was like Gallagher, Weber, and Price. And they brought in three Stanley Cup champions as well. If you want me to be honest, I think they're champions of the offseason. I, I was, was going to give them champions of the offseason. Well, I was going to give them fabulous. I still Tyler Toffoli signing. I still love I called that. Here, this is the thing when it comes to them. They would have either been status quo, maybe even a step back, but the gamble on the Anderson deal to clear up so that they can get Toffoli, that was a gamble. Like, that was a gamble, but mm-hmm. it worked. Mm-hmm. They have to fully they – re, they got Brendan Gallagher back on a deal. They I re-signed Jeff – they re-signed Jeff Petrie. They, re, they signed Jake the Snake um, and Victor Mete is super cheap. You got guys like Evans, Caulfield, Roman, Romanov. Don't forget, Romanov's a big prospect. <laughs> um, and then you brought Josh Anderson with some sandpaper, Tyler Toffoli, and Joel Edmondson. I think honestly, man, they made like I, I don't think they're winning the Canadian division, but if any team did do the best they could this offseason, I think it was most certainly the Montreal Canadiens. I forgot about I forgot about Petrie and Gallagher. So yeah. move them up to the champions of the offseason. No, 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 no. Those were players that are already under contract. Yeah, but they're extensions. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, but the, you had them. I know. I, I still. They locked them up well. Okay. Like, I don't think they're terrible, like, bad reason. I don't know. Like, if 
we're not going to include re-signings, and I don't really know because, like, a lot – if we're talking about re-signing, remember, like, a lot of teams re-signing, it depends on if it was a good re-signing or not. Fair enough. So, are we all – so – Yeah, champions. Like, I still not – like, I still fine with Joel Edmondson. Like, I think they could have gotten a better option, but that's fine. We'll put them still champions. Mm-hmm. That's the only downfall of their offseason, which is nothing. I like that they went for Toffoli and they didn't pay for Hoffman or that enough. Like, because I remember you wanted that, Adam, that, like, you know, they just needed scoring. But, like, I'd like that they went for the two way guy. I changed my mind on that because I looked at Hoffman. I'm like, he's Pacioretty again. And we don't need that. We don't need an empty calorie goal scorer. Toffoli has more than that. Um, And Sandpaper. uh, I like the Sandpaper and Anderson. Yeah. Like, at the time, if it was just, if they only. If they only did that, if they only got Anderson and then didn't make any big move after that, like the the Toffoli sign is a product of the Anderson deal. If they if that was it, if they left it as it was, then I would have been like, "What is going on here?" Oh yeah, oh man. Because I remember how like how pissed you were, how pissed off you were in the group chat about that deal before Toffoli came in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and since then, that happened. Yeah, Gallagher got re-signed. It's good now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. Nashville. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. They love Granlin's gone. Smith is gone. Uh, I'll bring up their cap friendly now. I mean, there is literally, there is nothing there. They're I'm, paying I'm, Kyle Turris. They yeah, are indeed. They had to buy out Kyle Turris. Uh, I can't even find them. I'm they have Boral Cop. There they are. They blew out the cap space, $12 million. They lost Craig Smith. Yeah. I mean, they brought in Luke Cunning. He's an RFA. Woo! Get the Claxon out. Ely Tolvanen is going to challenge for the Calder. Oh. I, I don't. I thought Jared Tenorti is still in the NHL. Oh, God. Yeah. Remember when he got traded to Arizona? It was like, oh, there's the substance program. Why did John Scott go to Montreal? There's something sketchy here. That was bad. Now, Jared Tenorti's got a career. So, I mean, I, I'm. I don't know if Nashville are a dumpster. No. But they're I, definitely a step back. Yeah. Like, Being I mean, Calter they can for redeem seven themselves. more years. They can redeem themselves maybe by bringing in Mike Hoffman. Maybe. Hey, hey, if we're talking about free agents, don't forget. This team would be better. Like, not even if we're talking Hoffman, but even if they got, like, Anthony Duclair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As well. So. Uh, literally Hoffman. anybody up front. They're bad. Um, right. I, like, yeah, their D, they got a better – they upgrade. The only thing they upgraded was the third D pairing with Borokop and Benning. Mm-hmm. Right. But, Which yeah. you can literally throw anybody in there. I think they're yeah. fine. But then, then again, <laughs> you lose Smith, probably lose Granlund. They're up in the air. Like, they can move up, but only if they make some moves. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at this also, it's like, okay, Nashville, so – Completely forgot what I was going to say, so we'll just move on. That's God good. Damn. That's good. That's good. New Jersey. They okay, Mike. I like their goaltending now. It's a crap garbage organization. Corey Crawford. Hey, I hope you jump off a bridge. <laughs> this is so aggressive. Sorry, uh, sorry. I thought we were. Wow. <laughs> I realized I didn't realize I was talking. I just, my my we thoughts going in my on head. about okay. My good. thoughts in my head um, were going out on New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, they have <laughs> set up more stability. Check by out, by the way. Um, they improved in goal. They did, yeah. And that's it. 
I mean, they have more stability, like Ryan Murray, what we talked about, Andreas Janssen. Yes, that's fair. You're pure Dorioning them. You're like, we're a team. <laughs> yeah, but like they're they're in a situation to as similar to like Detroit. Obviously, not as bad as Detroit, but like what the bar was pretty low last season. Like Adam, I mean, like oh, halfway through the year. Obviously, we all expected them to be really good. As soon as they traded Taylor Hall, the bar was at as was at its lowest point, mm-hmm. right? And Adam, you've described before that you're betting on PK to have another rebound year. No, and no, no, no. I'm shaking my head because I oh, want okay. to thought you were like disagree. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going to tell you guys something. Good. I fully believe PK will have a good year this year. I hope he does. No, but here's why. And it's not traditional. Like, it's not traditional knowledge. My co-host, Johnny, uh, for my respective podcast, Roundtable Podcast, you can see us on Spotify. Um, Son of a bitch. Just plugged in. Sorry. <laughs> but um, so Johnny trained. He's a he, he's trained to be an, he trains in Olympic weightlifting, right? Because he's yoked and strong and healthy. I wish I could be him. But anyways, he, his gym, his trainer, trains PK. Trained PK up until a few uh, a few years ago when he took off and started training in the states. Um, and when he started training in the states, apparently, is when he started doing not too well. Is when he started to see a slump in Nashville that led to his move to New Jersey. And now, this year, this off season, he went back to training in Toronto with his old gym, with his old strength coach that he worked with when he had his glory years in Montreal. So I think that little hidden knowledge, that hidden plug, I think he'll have a, a better bounce back here this year. Was That's he, why we That's why we want Mike. Also, was he ever a hundred percent? No, that's a thing too. Right. He hasn't played since March and we don't even know if they're playing in January or February, whenever the hell we're starting. That's mm-hmm. going to be almost a full calendar year of not playing. And I think that's that might actually benefit him. Same thing we said about Eric Carlson as well. That, right. know, these two guys might have the bounce back years because they were able to heal. So I like that picture, Adam. Yeah. Very nice. Like, like the YouTube channel for the picture. But it was back in the topic of like actual New Jersey. You're banking on that. You're banking on, you know, Janssen will be your middle six winger, um, legitimate top four defenseman when healthy and Murray. And you, so you get Janssen and Murray while only giving up Joey Anderson and a fifth round pick. I think that's pretty good. Um, you know, you bring Crawford on a pretty fair deal. Um, the only thing I think is they could have been more aggressive. Uh, and filling like the holes that they have in the roster because they still have a lot of money. And I mean, the Lindy Roth move, questionable yeah. to be your coach, but you know, I'll, I'll take it. I'm fine with saying step forward. Nothing. I'm, no. fi- I'm fine with that as well. I'm step forward. I'll give them a step yeah. forward. I'll give them a step okay. forward. Even though I hate them and I hope they burn oblivion, I will give them a step forward. Um, we can probably hope that a Barzell deal will come now with the unfortunate news of, um, excuse me, of Johnny Boychuk's retirement. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Don't know if Mike will be on, depending on how long we go. 
though, with the Islanders, I'm like, okay. Um, did they really do much? You, 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 yeah, they did, I think. You lost Grice? I think they take a step back. I'm just going to start off by saying that. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Oh. I hope all the Lou, Lou fans come right after you and Mark Hunter fans, okay? I think the only I hope thing they've they done is bring in Sorokin um, yeah. and bring in and re-sign Pollock and, you know, they still haven't signed Barzell. But then you lose Broussard. I mean, whatever. Matt Martin. And your uh, best defenseman. Johnny Boychuk is out. Devin Daves is now with Colorado. That's huge. Um, you lost Andy Green. <laughs> well, I heard. I heard. I, I was reading somewhere that Green and Schneider are I, both coming back once they deal with Matt Barzell. Mm-hmm. Well, Corey Schneider's not coming back. He's just going to sign in in New York. And then Thomas Grice signs with Detroit. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's. I think okay. they step back, man. They still have ten million on their fourth line. With no improvements, really, I think this offseason can only be considered a disaster for them, especially since Barzell hasn't been signed. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, the only thing I think that ha- doesn't put me having them in dumpster fire is like just getting Sorokin, convincing Sorokin to leave the KHL to come play for the Isles. All right, I I say we put it to a vote then. So, Mike, your vote is taking a step back. Yeah. Daniel, what's your vote? Taking a step back. Alex, what is your vote? I'll go taking a step back. God, it's so easy knowing everything about hockey. Uh, shut up. Wait, Adam, what was your vote? I was waiting to say that, Alex. I was waiting for it. I was going to say status quo, to be honest with you. Why do you think status quo? They didn't yeah. do anything to get worse. They didn't get anything to get better. Well, they traded Devin Tays. Like, for pennies they, on the that, dollar. It's not like Devin Caves is going to be like. I you see what Pollock. I would. We didn't I know what Joe Sackett could make him. Yeah, I, and again, it's like I would expect Noah Dobson to instead sort of take that. Play. But I mean, it's like is Devin Taves enough to say? Like I'm, I'm looking at. Is Devin Taves a respective amount of losing Hoffman and Dadnov and those goals? No. Is he as important as as Tory Krug? No. Um, but it's just they didn't do enough to really get. I think the only reason I put them in step back is because you've insulted me with your retro reverse jersey not being anything. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I don't, I don't care where they are. Also, clearing care. money—that's a big thing for me. Like they didn't clear money. Well, no, because your bottom six has to be filled with overpaid Ooh. old players. The back of a racing point is smoking, and I'm wondering if it's Perez. And I think, I think it is. Albon is right behind him. Oh, no! No, Perez! No! Oh, it's an engine failure! Well, or something. It's, he's on fire! No, Sergio! He's, everyone's on fire today. Oh, yeah. well, good for Albon. He'll get a podium unless he, he sponges it up. Uh, the Rangers, they clear out space for Mark, uh, Mark Stoll. They get Alexi Lafreniere. Um, the likes of that Henrik Ronquist is an... Actually, do you know what? I want to put the Rangers in dumpster fire. Really? Because you Why? disrespected the king. <laughs> yeah. I, I would throw them and take a step back because they replaced Stahl with one of the few defensemen worse than Stahl, whose name just makes me 
want to rip my hair out. Should I say yeah. it? Just say it. Jack Johnson. Because they brought him in a deal that all but guarantees that he will play on that bottom pair like he will see minutes. And the fact that they do have the worst left side, left defense side of the in the NHL. <laughs> Definitely the worst. Ryan Lindgren, Libor Hayek, Brendan mm-hmm. Smith. I wanted to rip Brendan Smith apart when I watched him in the play-in. And then ooh, Anthony Tony D'Angelo and Sebastian Ajo sent him back to junior. I'm happy that Tony D resigned. Um, they brought back Georgiev. Good Lemieux signing and Ryan Strom was a little pricey. I certainly think, but yeah. Oh, like, and you know what, man, I'm going to say it. The Rangers should not get any credit because of the fact that a ping pong ball bounced the right way for him. Because the Leafs one bounced one way instead of going in. Literally, yeah. So that was one bounce away from me never being a hockey fan ever again. I'm gonna be honest. Been so stonks. Um, what about Alex Daniel? Just quickly, just because we still have a lot of teams. Um, yeah, uh, I guess I'll say take a step back. Like I think you have. I'm not giving them credit for getting the first overall pick, but they got the first overall pick. Like, yeah, I don't think they're status quo, but I, I don't know if they're they need awful moves to be dumpster fire. Like I think the Henrik Lundqvist situation, it got really messy. Mm-hmm. But I'll say take a step back. Um, well, the thing is, man, like I don't think it was that messy because everyone kind of knew that this was his kind of last year regardless. On the I don't know. I mean, obviously. Have some damn respect for Henrik Lundqvist. Damn. I know. You know what? Yes, the fact that that's how they got rid of the franchise's best goaltender really – yeah, I will say they definitely should have handled it better, but I don't think it was dumpster fire worthy. Daniel, what are your thoughts on this? Because you, if you vote in my favor, we have to go to a tiebreaker. But if you choose to take a step back, I think like the Lundqvist thing was bad, but I think I, you know, we saw it coming. Um, they weren't going to get anything for him. Uh, I, I don't know. Like when I think of the Rangers, like they they have done a lot of moves the last few years. They've kept the guys that they feel that they fit there, but it's just, they're still finding that identity. They're still they're last year's champions of the off season. Yeah. Last but yeah. this year, it's just kind of like, you know, we already kind of spent the money and we need these guys. These are these other prospects to develop that we, we need to kind of just see where we're, everything's going to go. So I think for this year, yeah, I think they took a step back. Um, before we, uh, move on here. We'll put like, we'll put them in the step back. Um, shout out to Roman Grosjean. Looks like he's going to get driver of the day for the race. Uh, deservedly so. Uh, an absolute heartbreak for Checo Sergio Perez. Um, being in third since the start of the race, engine failure. The only time I've seen a Mercedes engine light up like that. And um, with the safety car, it looks like that's going to be the race. His third last, probably his third last race this season. Or, or sorry, like maybe of his career. And uh, it's nope. a damn, it's a damn, nope. damn shame that Checo. His, his career might end like this. Um, the Ottawa Senators, I think they took a step. You know what? I think I want to give the Sens fabulous. Let's do it. Because okay. they got Dadinov. They brought in Matthew Murray, even though you guys know I don't like Matthew Murray. Um, but he was keen to be there. He'll be motivated. Um, what about you, Mike? How do you feel about the Sens? Your hometown team. Not your hometown team, but your as the boys. Resident, as the resident Sens fan. <laughs> 
can't even say I'm a straight face anymore. He can't even say because he knows he's just lying to himself. <laughs> yeah. Um. Status quo. Really? I mean, yeah, you got Dadnov, Matt Murray. A great um, draft. Lots wife, of wife, sorry, Austin Watson and Galchenyuk. We also got Eric Goodbranson. Oh, yeah. Um, well, he's a hometown so guy. Waste. Lost Boro Cop, and you just abandoned him, basically threw him to the street. Same. Um, Bobby Ryan was bought out, but, you know, I was coming. No more Craig Anderson, no more Ron Hainsey. Where, why wouldn't they re-sign Duclair? I don't understand. Right. Well, I, I don't know if that's just them, because if Duclair – he's representing himself, I remember – and I it can get. Uh, I think it, those can get ugly. Those those negotiations. Yeah. We haven't heard anything, but I wonder if that's a sort of um, like the, just the product on the ice. If that's what we're going with, I don't see anything different. So we'll, we'll put it to a vote, Mike. You say status quo. I think you know what. Yeah, they'll be a little bit better than goaltending, but it it'll either go like look, Matt Murray can either be really good or colossally bad this year. So there, there's a lot true. riding on that. The Donoff, sure, good signing. Little sandpaper with Watson. Still trying to reclaim what he has left of a career in Alex Galchenyuk. Yeah, I forgot about that signing. <laughs> decent, decent signings in Brown, Tierney, and Paul, but I'll, I'm going to leave him at status quo. Daniel, your vote. Step forward. Alex, your vote. A step forward. I changed my mind. You're damn right, Mike. Get out of here. I know more about hockey than you. Definitely don't. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, I didn't know that Miko Koivu was on the Blue Jack until till. Yeah, sorry, I don't know the ghost of the second the guy who was a big. The guy who's a big Habs fan. You think you'd know when Galchenyuk signs with the Sens? No, I remember that. I just didn't think it was worth mentioning because he's a death player now, and I don't care about Sa- about Miku. I like Saku, obviously. I think he's the most beloved Hab of all time. Miku, get out of here. Miku's the most beloved Wild of all time. Miku? Oh, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, I don't care about Minnesota. Um, not the Danny Philadelphia... Healy. Sorry? <laughs> it's, not it's not Danny Heatley. You mean it's not <laughs> Zach Parise and Ryan Suter? No. Are we just listing well, players Parise. on Minnesota? Well, Parise apparently is really loved in the community, right? Um, yeah. I'm looking at, at, at Philadelphia, and I'm not – I don't like nothing is, is jumping out at me that they've improved – they brought in Eric Gustafson. That's a solid deal for a, a pretty nice defense. I think Philly are status quo, but they're in a good way. I don't think Philly – I think their younger guys will are going to need to take a step forward for them to take that first step because they lost their game versus the Canadians. Um, like they, they were no longer playing the Philadelphia game. They were forced to play the Canadians game. And, um, I mean, with Carter Kata hot. Kata hot. <laughs> Honestly, um, I, I, mean, I don't know if Philly have gone anywhere, um, but I don't think they're in a bad position. I don't think we're looking at this is Carolina and it's like you have this potential and you're wasting it. Um, I really, I, I think if there's a status quo team here, I really think it's Philly. Yeah. Okay. Um, step back for me. Really? Maniskanen. That's huge, man. Yeah, no one's gonna have a broken jaw. Oh, uh, I, you're so, so, you're I, remember, I saw that coming. That. He's still salty about that. 
when I know what it's like to have a broken, my obviously was not, mine was broken for my surgery. Brendan Gallagher had his broken by Matt Niskanen. But when I know the pain of the recovery of that and having to liquefy your food, I relate. So I don't care about Matt Niskanen. He was trying oh. to hit him in the back of the head and Gallagher turned around. He could have, Creek was going to give him a massive concussion. Okay, and you know what? Um, you know what? Matt, uh, Kot Kanyami tried to do, tried to kill somebody on Philly. So no, he, didn't, I mean, he didn't try. No, no, he was just being a bit too aggressive there. The guy's never. That was the first time he's ever used his size. Was in that series. It was incredible to see, and he was. You got to learn. Okay, sorry. So you're thinking. So Matt Niskin is why they took a step back. Look, he was the perfect partner for Ivan Provorov on that top pairing, and he mm-hmm. he could do the tough matchups. You know. The signing of Gustafson is not going to be able to replace it. It's kind of curious to me um, because now because of that, you got to keep Shane Gostas bare. I thought that guy was gone going to be gone a long time ago. And, like, it's kind of an overpay for Gustafson at $3 million per, depending on – well, that's dependent on what Hamannick and Vatanen will sign for if they ever sign with a team ever again because it's taking them forever. Um and same thing, you're st- like we're still waiting on them to sign Philip Myers because they, they have to sign Philip Myers. Overall, I, I like you don't realize it, but Matt Niskanen was literally their most useful kind of defenseman in all different aspects. He could have played second PP. He could have played PK. He is the perfect complement because you're not going to throw another offensive defenseman like uh, Gustafson or uh, Gostas Bear. At the right side of Provorov. So, is it fair to say it, it is a a Vlasic to Burns? It is a Mark Mathaw to Eric Carlson sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Ron Haynes to Morgan. Sorry, I can't. Even <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was thinking the exact same thing. So I just didn't say it. I think that like really tremendously did that. That's something that can't be understated. Madniskin is certainly going to be missed on the ice for that team. Okay. Um. A vote, then. Who says a step back after hearing Mike's very compelling argument, I will add. Put your hand up for take a step back. All no. right. <laughs> All right, good. Mike, I, this is what yeah. I like Mike about Mike just knows show. everything about hockey. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank God. Do it. Thank All God right. he's on the show today. Big race for McLaren, by the way, for the constructors. Making it that much closer. Terrible, terrible day. Congratulations, Alex Albon gets on the podium. How is that? Checo leaves and Albon fills the position. That's poetry. Okay, Philly, step back. Pittsburgh. Um, I'd like Pittsburgh, but I'd put them a dumpster fire. Damn. When you sign oh. Cody CC, throw them all right. Just throw them in a dumpster <laughs> fire. Throw okay. the team out. Throw Honestly. The team out. Like, okay. <laughs> what what did they do? They traded Patrick Hornquist and brought in Mike Matheson. They traded their 15th overall pick and a B prospect. Is that fair? Calendars, yeah. yeah, he's a B. For Kasperi Kapanen. You and what else? Um, it, it Mark is- Yankowski. You lost Hornquist. You lost Bukestad. You lost Connor Sheary. Schultz. Patty Marlow went back. Justin Schultz. I Justin Schultz was so integral to their cup run 
years ago, and I, I understand that he's not the same anymore, but still you lost him. Maybe you don't play him with Jack Johnson. <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe you brought you lose Jack Johnson but bring in Cody CC. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, you lose memory. Oh, God. I think we can all agree Pittsburgh dumpster fire them, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just the asset management of this team that just kind of baffles me. I'm not yeah, going to lie. I didn't think Daniel would be the first one to say dumpster fire for Pittsburgh. I think because I actually oh, like the Penguins. What? I think, like, I actually – because I, I like Pittsburgh. So, like, the fact that, like, yeah. you know, like, I have a lot of respect for Malkin and Crosby and Latang, and then to kind of see things move around them and what's, you know, being brought in or, like, how these draft picks are being used. It's just – I don't know. It's kind of upsetting for me. Like, it's just the J- – Jason Zucker trade, that was fine. But, again, like what Alex had with Kapanen, um, I, I don't know. Like the Brandon Tanev and then like last year and then bringing Michael Matheson, it's just these these contracts, like paying these guys so much for what you could kind of, you know, you could have gotten this depth like in other places. Um, and I'm going to, because I can hear Pittsburgh fans, uh, yes, is it less money in the short term? Because of, apparently the Penguins are going on an internal cap. Because of COVID, uh, yeah, but in the long run, it's more money. Uh, San Jose. Wait, what's uh, less money in the short term? The like the signing stuff of Matheson or something that it's it's in the Rutherford's oh, thing is in the short okay. term. But obviously, the contract I, is much. I longer. don't think the math were. I don't know if the math works out there. I'm pretty sure they they're paying Matheson more. You know, another time that happened. What? When Chicago traded Panarin for for Sod okay. because it's a longer um, contract. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, San Jose. Let's just let's keep the ball rolling here. San Jose. I am very okay with putting in the status quo because I don't think they got worse. And I wish I could make it a factor because I think they will take a step forward because Eric Carlson is healthy, hopefully. But um, I don't think there's been any moves to really say that they have gotten better or worse. Yeah when you have a team like that and what you had last season where the bar was so low, like you start the season, Evander Kane gets suspended. Then you have, I, there was a bunch of injuries right at the start of the season. And now your bar is already low. Like they can only go up for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to say they took a step back. Why? Because you know what? Uh, they're goaltending. <laughs> You brought in Devin Dubnik for four. Like you took on his four point three mil when you had other options in free agent goalies. They're keeping two point one. And yeah, two point one. Sorry, but you got to upgrade from Martin Jones, and uh, they're just—they're really banking that this last year was a write-off. Like they're really banking that they can come back basically with the same core, and you know Ryan Donato, bring him in, Matt Nieto. Um, you lose Jumbo, who is the culture of your dressing room, the culture of your franchise, to the Leafs. Um, you lose a reliable, like a pretty, I'd like to say he's a good backup. I know he's had a tough year, but who didn't have a tough year in San Jose and Arendell. Um Good deal on Kevin LeBanc. Maybe a little pricey, but I'll live with it. But it's just, I don't get what what they're trying to do. If you want to get better, then you got to realize that that core you have is not the answer. That core, like, yeah, I get it. You guys had your injuries. You can't stop the injury bug. 
But it's just another year's difference, another year older. That Logan Couture contract isn't going to get better. Mm-hmm. The rest of this team, like you're banking that – you're literally banking that this past year where you couldn't even make uh, a 24-team playoff um, – like that, it was just a write-off because of your core. And then you lose part of that core in Joe. And even though he's like a third liner from them at that point, um, I just, and now you bring in a goal, another goal, crap going up. Dude, Nick, I, I don't, I don't see it, man. I think they took another step back. I don't think they're, they're being productive and, and trying to get better. Like, come on. The goalie market was that hot this year. And you're going to come back with Devin Dubnik. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, vote. Take a step back. Hands up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I think the way I kind of see is that, you know, they're not super bad, but when I think about their depth too, or like the guys they try to bring in, like it's like, I I always forget how, how thin it's been the last few years when it comes to like their depth players. Like Mecker Carlson, I remember playing on the first line because they really had no one else. And now he's gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, St. Louis, I think we can. I think they took a step back, not just defensively, um, but in. And I like Krug. Like, that's a big part of why Boston's taking a step back, but he has to fill in the shoes of Petrangelo. You handle that situation pretty poorly, not even telling him about the Krug stuff. And I, your captain, you need to have more respect than that. Yeah. And in net, your backup situation, even your starter right now, Jordan Bennington. The sun is not shining on him. I think mm-hmm. they took a big step back. I don't want to say they're dumpster because at no. least you did something to try and fill the hole, uh, but they are definitely not status quo and they did not get better. For sure. No, I don't think Krug was a consolation prize. I think he was the next best thing. Like he's a year younger and he's a star in his own right. So considering the downgrade from Petro could have been much worse, I think Armstrong did the best he could. What I am worried about, though, is Jordan Bennington and then Vili Husso. Vili Husso. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Mm. yeah Daniel As in the guy who's going to replace Allen that we all don't know anything about. Yeah, in fact, he was the fourth-round pick they got for Carl Gunnarsson with Roman Polak. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Did he play in the World Juniors? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> for Finland. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Two years. Two years. I, I do want to actually ask Mike about the World Juniors, so we'll we'll keep we'll keep going here. We'll keep going rapid fire. Um, and they brought Kyle Clifford in, though, so respect. Ah, tough pitcher. Sure. I'm strong. Uh, Tampa Bay. They are yet to sign uh, Anthony Sorelli, but oh boy, they signed Sergeyev, and it is BS. How good that deal is. Um, Tyler Johnson is kind of waiting in the wings to go. Um, it's weird. I. I it's it's strange to want to put Tampa in status quo because I don't I'm not going to say they took a step back yet. Because well, they haven't they, lost really lost anyone. No, uh, and I mean even if they lost TJ and they got Sorelli back, I would still say they're fine. I mean they lost Carter Verhey. Yeah, I think there are worse things to say than you're a Stanley Cup champion. Wait, they we they lost a very important player. Okay, Shattenkirk. <laughs> no, more important than Shattenkirk. You're Talking missing about something. the Dogen. <laughs> oh, Bogo. But but can we say Tampa's pretty fine? Yeah, it's, it's cool. yeah, yeah. It's Tampa, whatever. You're the Stanley okay. Cup champion. Don't go higher depending on how it goes with signing Sorelli and Cernak. 
We could revisit this just to tweak it before the season starts, to be honest. Yeah. In case Hoffman eventually signs. Uh, the Leafs, I am very happy to put them in Fabulous. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Because, you know, obviously TJ Brody was massive. They brought in some real good character and depth guys that they need. Um, I just really like the moves they've made. I'm, in, I'm on the Simmons. fence. I'm on the fence between a single step forward and Fabulous. Really? Why is it a single step forward? Or why you think it's closer or whatever? Uh, I mean, you didn't – like, yes, you did bring in Brody, which is great, because now Morgan Riley has a partner. Right. Um. And, yeah, I mean, Bogle will be a good intimidating pre- presence. But, you know, they didn't really bring in Simmons as much as they just replaced Clifford. Yeah. And I guess VC is a low-risk option to play with, hopefully, with Kerfoot. Um. That's true. I don't. I don't know why they brought in Jumbo. I don't know why. So we honestly, Simmons. No, it's not that. Honestly, I just. I agree with what Brian Burke said. I don't understand why they brought him in. Because he plays the same role as Jason Spezza. Exactly. Why do you need right? another Jason Spezza? Like, I, listen, I'm not. I'm not on the Steve Simmons boat of saying it's a garbage signing. I'm not. I'm not shitting on them, I, dude. By any means, I think they. They're still. But what's the time code? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, like, I don't hate the signing, but I am a tad confused. Like, I can see them using that, depending on how the season goes. If it's, you know, they're probably going to be a lot of back-to-backs, and I don't think Spezza and Thorne are going to play on both ends of the back-to-backs. I could see them playing Spezza one night and Thorne the second. Like, same with what they'll probably do with their defense. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm fine with Fabulous. I like Fabulous. I like TJ Brody a lot. Yeah. You know what? I think just that signing alone and bringing in Bogo. Bogo for Norris. I mean, at the end of the day, the Leafs don't need any. I don't. I don't think that team needs anything flashy. I think it's the last no. thing. No, Gogan is a simple player. The role that Jumbo Joe Thornton is going to play is a simple role. You're not going to see. Ahead. Yeah, you're not going to see exactly what Joe Thornton actually brings. You're not going to. You're not going to look on the ice and be like, "Yeah, that's Joe." It's going to be off the ice. It's going to be. I think this more accountability because like these are guys that have been around these are guys that want to win and it's going to kind of keep things going i know like there's that argument before where they said oh there's too much leadership or is there something wrong with john Tavares?" i don't think that's the case like if we look at other teams that have won like there are other players that could legitimately also be the captain of that team when they've won you know what what this kind of goes against san jose because when they drafted nick merkley the sharks a big thing was and it was it's kind of the thinking people had when they brought in vander kane that the locker room the sharks had was going to make those guys change it's 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 a kind of a land of outcasts almost like you have burns and thornton doing the espn body shoots and, and now vander kane just waiting for eric carlson to do it that'll be great um it's just you know and thornton's gonna bring that um and he's just fun I thought that was going to be a big thing with Tyson Barry, um, but no one is is going to have the offensive pressure that Barry was going to have. That's not going to be on Jumbo Joe Thornton. I just think honestly, I'm just I'm so used to being so disappointed with this team that I have no expectations. Mike, you you follow a lot of teams that are just so disappointing. I yeah. know nothing about football, but 
I know yeah, the Cowboys are bad. Cowboys fan, mm-hmm. and I want to jump off my balcony. What is it with the blue and white teams <laughs> that you follow specifically? I don't know. Because like Tampa Bay are pretty good. It's just the ones that you, the ones that we. Follow. I know the Rangers, the Leafs, the Dallas Cowboys. Very uh, disappointing. Okay, um, Vancouver. Uh, they should be no higher than took a step back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of important pieces. Yeah, I'm. If they didn't bring in Nate Schmidt, they would no, be a dumpster. dumpster yeah, yeah, they'd be down in the dumps for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, Hopi is a good consolation to losing Markstrom if it works out. Like if he plays better, like if the change of scenery helps. But losing to Foley and Markstrom and Tanev and those Levo. Because you pay your bottom six too much is just embarrassing, man. Mm-hmm. So, Very. yeah. Uh, um, all right. That's the step back wave. Do, 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 do. Vegas. Now, if there are two things I don't like about Vegas. Well, it was three things. I'm not the biggest Flurry fan. I didn't like how they never had a real star on the right side, and I didn't like their centerman. They have improved in goal with a damn good option. Now Fleury's a great backup. And Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, as we have talked about, is going to be like the best pairing. Massive. And I am okay putting them on the same pedestal as the Montreal Canadiens and making them champions of the offseason. I don't know if I'd go... I don't know if I'd say champions of the offseason. And I know... Because I look at, I'm thinking champions of the off season. They made no mistakes. Yeah. And the thing is, they didn't really shore up their center depth, right? Like you have William Carlson, Cody Glass. You had to trade Snat Stats. Need to bring in Petrangelo. Like, hey, listen. Like, I think they're. I'd still put them under fabulous because, you know, bringing in Alex Petrangelo, even though you had to lose Nate Schmidt, is an, is more than just a single step forward, right? Yeah. But to put them in champions, they had to fit. Like, Montreal literally fixed every single area of need. I feel like Vegas might have not done that. You know what else, too, man? Vegas also retained Leonard, Leonard for less than market value. Yeah, like I straight up could have gotten six to seven, maybe more if he wants a rebuilder. I but mean, what did Mark Marshall got six, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's better than Marshall, much right. I think. And he, he so he to get to do that, like I I can give him a fabulous. I give him more brownie points if Kelly McCrimmon was able to give him more, unload a bit more salary. But you know, I think they did fabulous. Like I said. And that's probably the only thing I have on them at all. Daniel. Yeah, sure. You got to shore up their center depth. Um, but, you know, good for them. I think they, for them to land Petro is huge. So, Daniel, where are you here? Uh, I don't know. It's it's really hard to kind of gauge because, like, Daniel's a like dumpster fire. They, you know, they, um, they knew what they kind of had already coming into the offseason, and then they just kind of kept adding. Um, I know the Paul Stasny things kind of kind of hurt them a bit, but I know that was necessary. And you know he's not really the player he used to be. Um, but the Nate Schmidt one, I think if they kept him, 
and manage it away, I think they would be champions, but I'd put them in fabulous. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. My dear sweet, I love you. Um, I'm talking to the Habs logo, not any of the guys. Not the Capitals? Okay. The not Apitals. The it says the Capitals. The Capitals are weird because I saw a vote on one of the, the athletic articles for the most improved team. Somebody put the Capitals there, and I'm like, okay. You brought in Schultz. You lost Holtby, which say what you want about Holtby in his career now. It's a big part of the team. He's still starting in the playoffs. Still still respect due to Braden Holtby. Like, if he bounced back, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not counting on it, but I don't think they got worse, and I don't hate the Schultz signing because it's not like – like he'll be behind Carlson. But yeah. I don't know if it was enough for them to take a step forward. I think – and I don't think they've gotten worse by any stretch of the means. No, yeah, I agree with I you. Think, I think, you know what, Lundqvist is going to be a great net, uh, mentor for Samsonov. I think their biggest move was well. Well, uh, it, it, I think it, their biggest move for sure was re-signing Brendan Dillon because I think Brendan Dillon's the perfect complement to John mm-hmm. Carlson. Yeah. Um, so the value I think is very reasonable. Um, targeting more of a defensive defenseman would have been better, but I can see why they brought in Justin Schultz. I mean, he's kind of a variable. So I mean, that's a good good contract. But I think it's big too that they got rid of Todd Reardon after two years of, you know, no success after they were dumb to not pay the Eggman. So now, and you know what, Peter Laviolette, he's got a track record of immediate success. That is something we have forgotten to talk about is is coaching. Um, But so where where would we like to put the Capitals on, guys? Let's let's put it to a vote. Alex, where do you want them? I'm fine with status quo. Mike, where do you want them? I'm fine with status quo. I, I think the argument that we were looking for here is more that they didn't take a step back with mm-hmm. what they lost. So I will give them status quo. Dan. I actually put a single step forward because I with Peter Laviolette, I think that is a huge culture change. Right. And Could have gone either you way. know, everyone kind of thought that they were done after the whole bubble thing, that you know, this team wasn't gonna do anything anymore, but you know, they didn't tear anything down. They kind of added. They brought in back the guys that kind of fit that system. So I think, you know, single step forward. Cool. I'm I'll going. Rock with that one. I'll rock with that. I'm gonna go with status quo, just because I just. No. Nah. Thanks, Adam. Schultz is like whatever. That and we need to go, and I don't want to tie it up. Um, single. Sorry, no status quo. There you go. You know what, Tampa? Those are those are good teams. Look at them. It's a good team. Finally, uh, the the Winnipeg took a step forward with their defense. There we go. <laughs> Half a step. That's what I said. Quarter step That's forward. I said. I said they took a literal single step forward. Is there a debate here? I mean, like, it's a single step. <laughs> they were- if they traded line A, they were going to get worse, but they haven't done it yet. You know what? It's good that they didn't trade line A. Well, it's, it's really, good. really good that they didn't trade line A. Everyone's Kevin, saying they're still going to trade line A. Yeah, but you know what? No, it's good that Kevin Sheveldayoff didn't. Um, because moving him for less than he's worth, just to resolve his situation, it, it wouldn't have been smart. It would be ponying up to him, especially when you got to kind of make up for the fact that, you know, Brian Little might be out for the year. Like, yeah. you you can't, like, and, and we talked about this when that happened. Like that—that that leaves them with more than just a defensive hole to fill. 
example. Right. So I think right. to keep him was to keep Line A so far is a good option. Let him bring back his market value. Um, DeMello, I think, is underrated. So good to bring him back. And reuniting Stastny was solid strategy. So overall, I'm just, I think they're pretty status quo to me, to be honest with you. I'm just going to screenshot this because we haven't done, guys. So the dumpster fire teams, Arizona, Wait, Chicago. Where's Pittsburgh. Winnipeg? Oh, st- we're playing yeah. single step forward? Okay. Yeah, they, that's all they did. Um, okay. Teams well, have taken a step back. Boston, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philly, San Jose, St. Louis, Vancouver, the status quo teams, Carolina, Columbus, Anaheim, Dallas, Oilers, L.A., Tampa, Capitals, a step forward taken by the Detroit Red Wings, New Jersey, the Buffalo Sabres, the Ottawa Senators, and Winnipeg, the fabulous teams, Calgary, Colorado, Toronto, and Vegas, and we have crowned them the champions of the offseason. Ladies and gentlemen, the Montreal Canadiens, Ale Montreal, nos équipes nationales. Oui, monsieur, oui, monsieur. Bonjour, je suis au Québec, monsieur. Oui, monsieur, oui. Okay, let's not, let's not upset the Québécois, please. <laughs> I live there. Um, all right, guys. Now, I I wonder, Alex, do we just quickly do an outro yeah. and break this into two episodes? It's been like less than an hour. Oh, it's been an hour. No, it's okay. Well, that, it's been an hour and stuff, 40 minutes. I didn't even realize how long it's been. I, no, it's fine. But there's not a whole lot to talk about anyways. We'll be quick. Okay. Um. Okay. I already mentioned Roman Grosjean. Hope you're yeah. okay, buddy. You know you're uh, sh- you're still sharing your screen. Hold on. There All right. Okay. Um. Right. I guess first things we shall talk about. I mean, there, there's a few things. There's a few things. There's a few things. Just because we don't know how long we're gonna go. Hockey Canada. It's a bad news. Uh, they will be quarantining for a little bit here. There were some cases. Um, at first, there was the guy who was what was the quote. A not essential part of the team and um now i mean we're supposed to be ignore the motorcycle that's when you know i'm back in ontario um guys i don't want the world juniors to happen but i'm getting kind of scared me too me too it's just uh, it's gonna be if it happens like we know it's gonna be it's gonna be great like so like team canada is going to be lafreniere might go apparently yeah which I'm so in favor for because he's going to crush everything that's ever going to be in front of him. But can we put odds on right now that it's going to happen? I mean, the NHL had no, I know I understand it's the NHL, but when they were doing their bubble in the say in Edmonton, we point out there was nothing going wrong, but in team Canada so far, it's been a bit, it's been shaky. Yeah, but it's 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 different. They're not in the bubble yet, though, right? Like that that the whole point of this process leading up to the bubble is you're supposed to catch the cases before they actually enter the before they actually enter the bubble. That's what the NBA did. That's what the NHL did, right? Like at the end of the day, I think it's better that they catch the cases now than if they're everyone's in the bubble mingling whatever and you get a case then because if you get a case then you are absolutely you're screwed because one person gets it they hang out with a guy on team usa that guy hangs out with a guy on team russia whatever the case is and that thing's gonna spread like wildfire you know we've been lucky so far to this point that we have like in the sports that have played bubbles like the nba and the nhl that we haven't seen any cases like we're very, very, very lucky. 
Yeah. And I've seen a single case in those Except kind the of MLB. And the well, the MLB didn't do bubbles. They did for the playoffs. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, from like from the regular majority play, yeah. Um, so I don't know how that like I don't know how obviously this is a very spreadable uh, the virus, and you know you you hope these these obviously you know these kids they're young they're strong but you hope that they'll be fine and recover well because you never know the long lasting effects, but. Yeah, it's it's worrisome. Like Alex said, um, it's probably it's good that hopefully you can kind of gauge now uh, how kind of the infection rate goes, and then from there you can use that to improve the bubble and lock it down even further so that these you can make sure these kids are safe. I wonder um, how. Because, like, yeah, like, obviously they're younger. I think they're younger than all three of us, right? Yeah. 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 Like, what, Daniel, no, Mike and, Mike and Alex, you guys are both 2,000 kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, children, you freaking get off my lawn, damn it. Um, I mean, I remember like, when Gretzky played WHL. <laughs> uh, Daniel, Daniel, what? You know, you would have, yeah, you, do you remember Gretzky playing, Daniel? No. <laughs> no? How old were you when you retired? What year was that? 99 the month the month after i was born was his retirement ceremony i was like i don't know like three or four three or four okay, yeah you remember you remember when when log deked him you totally remember that um anyway god where was i even going i mean i, I just, you look way. at st louis and it's yeah. like they just fell apart when they got to the bubble because of covid right mm-hmm. and you hope that these players aren't going to bars like st louis were right before they went in but yeah i just i i understand they're not in the bubble but i just hope that there is some sort of the understanding between management and players like can you guys not be idiots mm-hmm. because literally I'm not going out when I don't need to. You think I like being here? No, I want to go do stuff. And I think you bring up a really good point. And I think it's, in my opinion, it's really not discussed enough in that there's the plan that the NHL, the NBA, the MLB, the NFL, whoever comes up with, right? They say these are the safety protocols, but it's more than that. There's two more things. Number one, the players actually have to follow those rules. So, yes, the league can come up with the plan, but the players have to follow those rules. Number two, if the player breaks the rules, the league actually has to discipline them. You can't just hold them accountable. Right. You can't slap Mm -hmm. them on the wrist and say, well, you know, you did it once. Next time you'll be fine because they're not they're going to do it again. Like you're not holding them accountable. So I think it's more than just the plan. And that's all, everyone's really focused on the plan, but you have to focus on the league has to discipline them. And number one, the players actually have to be, they have to want to play. If they're not going to follow the rules, screw it. Don't play. Like it's well, not worth it. You do need to have the plan. I think the plan is the first thing you do have to worry. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. But everyone talks about the plan's not good. The plan's not like the plan's not good, but how about did the players follow the plan? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, I think that needs to be talked about. The players need to buy into that plan and say, we're going to follow these rules. 
Speaking of players, we've yeah. talked about this on the show, so I might as well ask Mike this. Team Canada is going to look good this year if we get this tournament. Eh? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. That's your cue to talk about some of the players, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say solid. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Canada's going to be gross this year, man. Canada's going to be gross. Um, especially if they get Lafreniere, like, oh, my God, like, what's happening? But um, kind of sucks. I really want to see Owen Power play. Um, you know, <laughs> as you guys know, hopefully, I think you guys know, I'm a big Michigan guy. I love the U of M hockey team. I love following them, and he's uh, – I love watching him play. So – a bit of sucks that they won't let him play, but either or, I mean, you still got a top four D men and Bowen Byram, Jamie Drysdale, Thomas Harley, and then probably like Bryn Schneider or Kin Gooley, whatever his name is. Ghoul? I think we said it's Ghoul. No, it's Gooley. Gooley. Yeah. Ghoul? 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 I heard it from the man's mouth himself. Ghoul? Ghoul. Ghoul. I've been going for an hour and 48 minutes. <laughs> But then, like, Kirby Dock is going to be – he's going to be the man of this team. Kirby Dock, Cousins, and McMichael is just a yucky first line. Um, is Byfield going? He wants to go. Yeah. And I think LA will play him play. So, to have him, probably throw Perfetti on his wing, uh, and then a guy like Seth Jarvis or, or Phil Tomasino, that's nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I kind of see them a little bit back on is probably just – Goaltending, really. It feels yeah. like it's been that for a couple years now. Pardon? It feels like goaltending has been a question mark for the past few years. I don't know if that's just me. Yeah, it it's, like it's, it's, yeah. it's been like that since Carter Hart, to be honest. Like, Hart. That's, there, there hasn't really been like, you know, that cat and miss kind of guy. I mean, like, we thought that with Jordan Bimington or we thought that with Malcolm Subban, but... And I don't know about you, but I think that's where the U.S. is the strongest. Yeah. It's goaltending. Their goaltending is going to be phenomenal this year. It's Spencer Knight and who else? Dustin Wolf, probably. Dustin um, Wolf's in the WHL, is he not? I believe. Calgary draft pick? Yeah, Calgary. He's a Calgary draft product. But yeah, the Russians are going to have something to say about that. This Canada team, from like Canada? from the training right. camp alone, reminds me of the Colorado Avalanche. Oh. Wow, there's a lot okay. more cycles that. Um, yeah, Jesus. He was just one guy. <laughs> there's just one guy? Don't uh, shut up. Is it a pickering thing? Oh, like the that. motorcycles? I don't know. Feels okay. like it sometimes. Um, right. Also. You know who's. Sorry, Adam. You know who's going to be a really good team? Team Finland. I no. don't know why. It just Team just, Finland. They've been getting better and better. I think, I, I, think, <laughs> I think the top three teams of the tournament are Canada, Russia, and, and the, uh, the USA. But we say that every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, uh, Russia's going to be carried by their goaltending, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. They have Askarov. That's who's going to be carrying them. Yeah. Exactly. They have Askarov, but they also got Rodion Amarov, Vasily Pakolzin, Mikhail Abramov. Just anybody with the last name of, really. Like, <laughs> Hoff, Kong, Alex, Vladimir. Like, they're going to be a good team, too. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, they have a couple of Leafs guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Abramov. Their goalie. The one thing I want to kind of mention is in terms of the chances of this tournament happening, because I think I added to the doc about, you know, like the whole U Sports All Star team. There was nothing like that this year. And then the thing they wanted to do was, 
University of Alberta go against like the selection camp, and then you know that was canceled too. That was supposed to happen the twenty eighth and 29th. Which so like, because I love watching that every yeah. year. Like last year, I remember Ryerson's Ryerson's player on the team was uh, a guy I covered a lot. Was um, oh, Matthew Matt, Santos? Matt Santos. Yeah, yeah. So he he was Ryerson's representative on the team, and now uh, I mean, it looks like there's no. And you know what? Watching the U Sports All Stars, they they usually like a lot like. They win, man. They they mm-hmm. beat the juniors kids a lot. It's fun to watch. So for them to not have it this year because of COVID, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, COVID just sucks. Period. Just another wrench in like the odds of it happening. Yeah. Um. We all want it. The World Juniors are just they're always special. But if it was like the last few years, maybe people have sort of started taking a bit of a step back, and maybe this year, if we can have it. And you have these, you know, guys like Lafreniere who should just not be there, obviously. You can really make something special again. The, the World know. Juniors is going to be, it's, well, it's supposed to be, what, the end of December? Yeah. Yeah. You can start for Christmas Eve? It starts Christmas, I think. Okay. Yeah. If if there is a plan, so I believe in 2013, the league started January 20th. And the same in the lockout in the early 90s. If they start January 20th again and training camp starts at the beginning of January, do Lafreniere and Byfield go to the World Juniors? Byfield said he's uh, Byfield, it's pretty much under assumption that he's going to go. Okay, like I think about Lafreniere. Lafreniere, that's the only one I don't know about. I don't know what the Rangers will do with them. I feel like, I don't know. That's a good question. I'd be worried because he got hurt last year, and everyone's like, "Ah, that please. is true." The guy got the, the guy did get hurt at the juniors. Mm. As a fan, I want him there. Yeah, because he'll destroy everyone. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you want Bob because Byfield because you know how, like Team Canada always do that thing of like when Lafreniere was first on the team, he's fourth line. You don't care about him, and Byfield got yeah. that last time, and you'd like him to really get that shot. You don't want like what happened with Baron Hayden. He came in, it's like ah. I'm Captain Canada now. Yeah. And I get in trouble because I didn't take my helmet off, and then everyone gets too crazy about it. But uh, I feel I feel is going to be better this year. So I think it'll be. I hope I hope he makes it. Like I hope he can play. I hope. Lafreniere. I mean, I can go either or. If Lafreniere does play well, that kind of just says that Canada really is the team to beat. Mm -hmm. Um. But I can I can kind of understand if he if he doesn't play or if people don't want him to play because it'd be like a cheat code. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, it's like going in rookie difficulty and selecting your Simon, really. Um, yeah, right. Maybe. And it's like it's like the big debate with the Olympics. People want to see the amateurs in the Olympics, right? And mm-hmm. that's the whole argument with why they sometimes people are like, no, we don't want the NHL at the Olympics. Sorry, who makes that argument? Because I've never heard that argument. I've never recently heard that argument made. I read it. First time I read it in the Sun a couple years oh, ago. Oh, okay. That, that's reliable. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, wonder, I wonder who wrote it. Mm. Well, let's not forget. Red Free Alex. Red Free. <laughs> let's not forget one of the best hockey stories of all times didn't have the NHLers there. It did. You're like, right. You know, yeah, you're covered absolutely right. You're, you're right? absolutely right. But we all watched the 2018 Olympics, right? <laughs> I'm just like, it really wasn't, the hockey really wasn't that entertaining. Like, yeah, Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah, it was? What are you talking like, about? Voltek Volsky? 
So you're saying you'd rather watch the like what's more entertaining the the when the NHL players were there or the 2018 Olympics? Listen, I would much I, rather watch the golden goal and that that's what's up. Go. That's what the question is. Is it over rather wa- over Team Germany versus the Olympic athletes from Russia in the final? First of all, Russia doesn't do themselves any favors when they cheat. Second of all, the Olympics is is more than okay. Hold on a minute. Okay, because the and I'm saying this as someone who has great pride in being a, like growing up in Canada despite being English. Okay, the Olympics are more than just the damn NHL, right? It's about the. I country. understand that. Every I'm player, very. Let me finish, Alex. Okay. Is more than just the damn thing. Is it better with the NHL? Yes, I understand what they're saying, Mike. But like, the hockey was good. It wasn't that we didn't have Sidney Crosby. It was good hockey, though. That's the, fine. The gold medal game was fun. That, that's fine, but if I'm the IOC, the IOC does not care about the country. The IOC cares about entertainment and what is going to money. draw fans. The, the IOC revolves around business. I'm very aware of how the, the, I get the, I'm very, I understand the whole nation thing, but from an IOC perspective, what's more entertaining? What's going to draw in the fans? If the NHL players aren't there, half the NHL fans aren't going to watch the Olympics, especially if the NHL is playing on top of the Olympics. You know, what gets me is you said the hockey wasn't great. Uh, the, you're, I, like business-wise, Alex, I don't know nearly as much as you. You're right. I get that. It's just, you know, like let's not forget, you know, what the Olympics really are for a second here. And and saying the hockey is bad, I think that's just an insult to everyone else that okay. was playing there. Fine. It's, it wasn't as entertaining as when the NHL guys were there. Is that fair or not? Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Okay, fair. that's all I was getting at. It's just, you said the hockey was bad. Saying entertaining and bad is completely different. Okay, my bad. Wrong word. That's not what I was getting I, at. Okay, well then just oh, use the right word. Next time we'll be fine. Text the bad guy. Alex. Okay. Okay, whatever. <laughs> all right. We can move on then. Uh, no, um, I think I think we got to officially put Adam now as the new uh, commissioner. Commissioner Adam now will be the name of the group okay. chat. Okay. okay. Commissioner of Hockey Canada. I like fun. Um, yeah. I like stuff that's different. Um, Johnny- <laughs> no, we got to pause this for a second because that what? just reminds me of how Adam just totally called me a Scrooge on Twitter. When what? did he call- Because Dr. Fauci says that Santa can't get COVID. Oh. Like, oh, give me a break. And then, and then <laughs> Adam just goes, this just did Mike hates kids. And I'm like, come on, man. Because you do. No, I don't. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to call out the Christmas, man. It's already going to suck because we don't have, like, we can't see people. Don't kill Santa with, with Fauci. Don't do that. Just be there for the kids. Just be like, oh, the boy Fauci, you're doing it right. You don't have to say, oh, give me a break. That was you're so Scrooge on Twitter. You know you are. I'm not a Scrooge. A little bit. Dude, I can see the green in your skin. You're the Grinch, man. Oh, come on. No. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Um, Johnny Boychuk. Um, now there was a very scary incident with him a few um, back in the season. It's all I can say because it's the past year has just been a blend, right? Um, it was a game between the Islanders and the Canadians where Archery Lekkinen accidentally, when he was falling, cut Boychuk, and it was disgusting. Um, like skate barely grazed his actual eye, I believe. Um, he eventually came back. He played in the playoffs. Of course, the Islanders didn't go very far, and it looked 
looked like he was okay. Um, it, but during that small series, I remember him taking a good couple of hits and one that he even had to leave the game for. We now know that apparently there are some issues with his eyes, um, especially the peripheral vision. And um, that's, that's pretty important. As somebody who, like my right eye is, if I lost it, I wouldn't mind. It's basically just peripheral vision on its own. Um, vision stuff is extremely scary. And to, I mean, I think it makes sense of the guy who a defenseman plays a hard style is, is stepping back from the game because man, like if your eyes start going, yeah. that's, it, it speaks for itself. An amazing career from Johnny Boychuk though. I uh, a Stanley Cup champion with the Bruins in 2011. I mean, a warrior through and through mm-hmm. really. Mike, what did you say? Again, guys, an absolute wagon just out there murdering guys. He, he was, He's a great hitter, great defenseman, uh, entertaining. So it sucks. You never like to see a guy's career cut short because of something like that. You know, you pray for his, his long-term health. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he has he has a big endorsement, like, from the players as just being a textbook great guy. Like, I remember a couple couple months back in, in the midst of the pandemic, as it started, as everything shut down, um, Spin Chicklets was still con- – rolling out their interviews every week and they had uh Milan Lucic Lucic on and he was talking about uh he was talking he actually he's like at the end of it he's like okay like do you have any final thoughts before we leave he's like yeah quickly I just want to say um Johnny Boychuk is probably like my best friend uh favorite guy I've ever played with and I just want to say he's feeling well he's doing better and you know a lot of people in the league love him. A lot of people he's played with, a lot of people that he's played against, they respect him as a competitor. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you pray for the guy. You hope he's he's doing well, and you uh, you hate to see that that's how his career to go out. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, thank you for uh, thank you for the highlight real hits and booming slap shot. Yeah, uh, Alex. Yeah, well, I mean, Mike said most of it. I saw a lot of players come out. I think one was Devin Taze. Uh, he sent something to Devin Tays I don't remember off the top of my head after he scored his first goal. So, I mean, clearly guys loved in the locker room. So it, it sucks to see him go. Daniel. Yeah. Like when I think of Johnny Boychuk, he's just that consistent guy that, you know, I, I arguably think that, you know, he was a cog in that cup win in 2011 that I think the Bruins never really replaced when they traded him to the Islanders. And, you know, his game has transitioned really well from the early 2000s up until, you know, his later years with the Islanders. Now, he, he's a leader. He's a guy that, you know, he could take the hit. He could give out the hit. And, you know, he he was just so consistent for that Islander team that, I don't know, like they had so many other changes going on, but like he was always kind of there making sure that, you know, he, he filled up the minutes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, we touched on it a little. Let's see. First, I want to talk about the Panthers. They hired a new scouting boy, uh, Shane Churla, who was previously for the past four seasons has actually been the director of amateur scouting for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, this is kind of a weird move when we look at it because um, the guy is sort of taking a lateral, but at the same time, it's not a lateral move um, because he's, has he been director of amateur scouting? Yes. Um, but you, you would assume in most teams that it's your your head of scouting would be the guy who would realistically make the pick. Like if I'm making the selection, I'm the guy who says yes. Okay, that should how be how naturally that works. Um, it was not the case with this guy. 
Trevor Timmons, assistant GM, was the guy who would get that. He's not Rob Ramage. He's not the head of player development. Um, but the Panthers have now hired a guy who, regardless, has been part of a, a, a scouting division with the Canadians that has really improved over the last few years. Um, and if I'm thinking of the Panthers, I think this is the kind of guy they need because I'm thinking of guys that they have really brought in and who they have developed themselves. And I'm thinking in net, they don't really have that. In defense, you got Ekblad the first overall. That doesn't really count. Everyone else like Stroman, we use Gudas as well. And up front, I think it's really just been Huberto and Barkov, and one of them were top three in the draft. A pretty important move for the Panthers to make. Yeah. I think it's Mackenzie sure. Weaker. Yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie Weaker. So two defensemen, two forwards. And I think they traded, they developed Trocek, but then threw him to the weeds. Henrik so, Borgström might not come to the team again. Yeah, Borgström ran away. Who knows what's happening for Lexi Hippenyemi, world junior star, by the way. Great name, Hippenyemi. Fantastic name. I mean, they better do Spencer Knight properly. Yeah, let's hope Throw that. Him in right away. All right. Good discussion. <laughs> move on. Uh, the Blackhawks made a slew of hiring. We'll talk about one specifically. Uh, Kendall Coin Schofield, uh, of course, she competed in fastest skater for years ago at the All Star Game. Actually, beat Meryl Heiskin, and uh, she's been brought on staff. And we criticized. We had a little talk about you know hiring, being inclusive of hirings in the NHL, um, and we have a step in the right direction here. It's nowhere near enough, but it's nice to see the Blackhawks do this, especially since. It, they really need a sort of change in direction up front. They brought in Juan Gonzalez for strength and conditioning. Uh, they brought in Eric Condra to be a player development coach. But new names and new faces in Chicago that they desperately need, Daniel. My voice went at the end. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I definitely I agree with you. You know, that breath of fresh air, the Blackhawks need to be – you know, what we said before when we were ranking them, you know, it, it, it it's a bit of a – holding on to the past way too much that they have the pieces there to kind of finally say that let's let's rework this and you know to do it from a managerial side as well you know it's just another thing like if i'm gonna use the toronto raptors for example you know just everything kind of bleeds into it afterwards Mm -hmm. by the way three minutes ago mike tweeted oh baby looking at evander kane calling out thank you paul um jake Jake paul Paul? loser by the way congrats to mike tyson for losing a fight that or tying in the fight that he should have won, by the way. Um, Alex, your thing on the new Blackhawks uh, hiring, by the way, Kendall Cohen Scofield's official title was player development coach and youth hockey growth specialist. Yeah, I think it's, uh, like you said, is a really good move in the right direction for a franchise that's uh, it's quite, I guess, interesting. Um, but it's good to see them do it. I hope more teams do stuff like this. Like, I, I don't know if we got to this last episode i don't even know if it happened last episode joel ward uh he's gonna be assistant coach with uh, i think it's the henderson silver knights so that's another addition that that uh that's being made and i mean i think anthony stewart and both brian burke said on hockey central that guy can do whatever he wants so i got another good addition Mm -hmm. in the right direction Mm -hmm. michael Jagasar, Jagasar. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, 
I mean, especially Kendall Coyne Schofield. She's she's the cover of U.S. women's hockey now. Um, I think personally, and you know, I remember was it her that she she uh, well she didn't face criticism, but it was Pierre talking down her. Yeah, I think it was her. Yes, yeah, it was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cringe. Yeah, who knows what Sidney Crosby ate for breakfast this morning, probably. But I mean, I think it's it's awesome. The diversity every day is 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 being pushed, obviously, from a league that we've talked about needs to do more. And I think, you know, slowly they're making steps in the right direction. I think Kendall Coyne Schofield's a brilliant hockey mind. And you know, I think she'll do she'll do some great things as a player development coach um for uh for Rockford, right? That's where she's going to be primarily. And, you know, she's coaching hockey. Well, she's going to be coaching hockey's future. And I have, I have a tremendous amount of respect for her as a U.S. Olympian, as a U.S. athlete. Mm-hmm. And even just her time on the panel as a broadcast analyst or, um, you know, being named to the All-Star Weekend in St. Louis, I think she's carved out a pretty big name for herself in hockey. Mm-hmm. A lot of respect to her. So great hey. stuff, great stuff by the Blackhawks, even though they haven't been doing great stuff lately. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, right. We talked about it a little earlier when we talked about Tampa, but they have re-signed Mikhail Sergachev. And it's just, it's, it's the perfect, it's the perfect deal. deal. The term is great because it's their window. He's going to be making $4.8 million for the next three years. I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it. Why? We're, wait, I forgot. What's so great? Well, oh, yeah, I remember he was drafted by the Habs. Yeah, so was Tuka Rask by the Leafs, though. I messed that up. But still. Uh-huh. Remember Dougie <laughs> Hamilton? Tyler Sagan? Good players. Touche. Yeah. Uh, why are you go coming at me? He's a Sens fan. Okay. <laughs> pick, some, pick some Sens players here. Pick they basically made, everything they, that's happened in the last two and a half years. <laughs> Mike Hoffman, Mark Stone, Eric Carlson. Can we just do something, something different? Uber. <laughs> Uber, yeah. No insane to think that Camper is only that, like, that they're still pulling this off. Like, this team, man. These – don't underestimate Julian Breesbaugh. He's no Stevie Y, but – he he knows how to run a hockey team. Mm-hmm. So. If we're ripping on Tampa Bay getting Montreal stuff, Julian Breezebaugh, assistant GM of the Montreal Canadiens at one time, was in charge of the Hamilton Bulldogs when they won the Calder Cup. Fun fact. Uh, and everyone Pretty wanted good. him back because he's French. Um, and before I just throw it to everyone to kind of talk in the same breath, uh, just give me a word, fellas, on Jake DeBrasse. Reups with Boston. Um, I'm sure there were like trade rumors around him. Uh, two years, $3.6 million. Same thing in Boston's window. Um, Louis Sutton. Fellas, I'll start with Mike. Then we'll go to Alex. Then we'll go to Daniel. I hate that guy. Louis? No, Jake DeBrusque. I love Louis DeBrusque. Oh, why? Because the goal that Louis, that uh, Jake scored, he, like the classic one against um, when he like beat Gardner. No, Gardner took the body and then um, Freddie Little Lichen. And then they, there's that really good clip of he's going to the bench and he's pulling on the Bruins jersey. Like, ah, look at me. Or when he tried to end Kadri's career. Okay, that's fair. That's very We're fair. About that series. Yeah. Was that before or after Kadri then, like, murdered the guy? It was him who he murdered. It was? Yeah. Okay. Kadri. Now, was it because DeBrusque... literally sticked him in the mouth. <laughs> but so... didn't he 
go after Marlo or yeah, something? Yeah, DeBrusque then... hit Marlo into it almost um, stanchion almost. Yeah, and then you don't hit Marlo like that. And then Kadri went after him. Yeah, not did not end well. Clearly, then who stuck up for Kadri? No, no one. Why they traded Matt Martin? Because the Leafs don't have balls. Okay. No sandpaper on that team. Now there is. We'll see what happens now. Oh, no. Muzzin doesn't let that fly if he's part of the team now. Remember when Muzzin murdered he was. Remember when Muzzin murdered Krug? Krug? No. I don't remember Krug. I remember he did it to Mantha. He killed Krug in the playoffs. A solid check. Solid check. So then Muzzin must have been there when Kadri got suspended. No, this is the next year. No, wait, no, no, that was that no, year. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm confusing myself. But yeah, he got suspended twice. Did you remember that. that, Mike? Yeah, but Muzzin was on the bench. Oh, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. I Otherwise, he probably would have gone after Charlie. I don't know. But... Okay, what do you think about Jake DeBrusque? I hate that guy, man. But good sign for them. He's oh. a paper guy. Jeez. So, that was a... Huh. That was a hit and a half. Hit. That was the hit. He got stapled. But yeah, Sergeyev and Thingy. We're we're almost uh, done. This is the last talking point. We've been going for two hours. Mike, do you have anything else to say or? No. Um, no. I guess on DeBrusque, it fits their timeline. Like I really think like these next two years. I, it's not that I think it's up. I think then at that point. Pasternak and DeBrusque are your guys. Like Bergeron in two years, is he still going to be good? Is he going to be the Patrice Bergeron that we know? We hope not. Well, Krejci, Krejci, right? And and even Marshawn. Like Marshawn's not as old as Bergeron, but he's still aging. Like he's getting up there, and especially the way he. I think how old is he? Thirty. I'll check. Thirty. He. He's definitely in his 30s. I think he's 32. Um, his 06 draft, right? Yeah. He's 32. He'll yeah. be 33 in May. Yeah. Right? So he's he's getting up there. And, you know, the way he plays, it's going to it's gonna hit him hard. Um, so I think these next two years are kind of crucial for the team. Exactly. Um, did you touch on Sergeyev? Sorry. No, Sergeyev. Again, it's a steal of a deal. Like I don't know how they did this. <laughs> I hate slow the captain. God damn it, Daniel. Okay, just a few things. I think with Sergeyev, it's another guy that you know he kind of buys into the culture of things. He just wants to win. You know, he's probably gonna get his payday eventually, but you know, it fits the timeline. Uh, with Jake DeBrusque, you know, I, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about the guy too. But at the same time, like you know, Boston has to keep these type of guys. They had to salvage something for this offseason and moving forward, you know, they don't have a lot of high end prospects that, you know, they could kind of just wait on, you know, these are guys like, like Charlie McAvoy, where you, you got to keep them around. Exactly. What do you want to say about Sergey? He's good. Memorial cup champion, the winter spitfires. <laughs> I talked about Mikhail Sergeyev. Yeah, but talk about him again. Okay. Um, really good. great player. I think yeah. he has developed so well. I didn't think he was going to be this good right away, to be honest. But, you know, Jonathan Drouin is salt? okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay. What I cut my wrist the other day by accident. I was just wondering if you wanted me to go get some salt. So, yeah. what, what did Daniel say? 
Is that Jonathan Duran is okay. Oh, oh. I think if they put him with Aunt Joss Anderson and like Kaki Nemi, I think he can have a banger. I think it would be a great line if they can do that. Um, that's fair. I think that's everything. Because he was good with Kaloran in Tampa. Put him with the grunts. He'll do work. Uh, we're not going to do a deep dive this week because we never figured it out and we've been going through two. This is actually a short episode for having Mike on. <laughs> yeah. We have it on for a point where Mike will be able to get to work nice and early because he's a great employee. Um, if nice one. Sometimes. What? Good one. Sometimes. Um, anyone closing statements? No. Not from me. Or forever hold your peace. What do you guys think of my 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 uh, my Austin Mo? Shave it. Well, no, it's November, right? No, you got to keep it for a few more days. You already raised thirteen hundred dollars. Oh, good for you. That's Just, awesome. Yeah. Good Quick call. Yeah. If anyone wants to, anyone wants to donate. Yeah, if you send me the link. Where right. can they donate? Oh, that's good. You can find the link in our bio on Instagram. There we go. And we've been promoting the hell out of it uh, on our podcast. So you have, are there 30 or 31 days in November? It's 30 days in November, right? Yeah. December 1st is Tuesday. Yeah. So you basically have like another day. Mm. Hold on. But still, our goal was initially $500 and we reached 1300 so I'll put it in the description. Thank you. A lot of thanks go out to a lot of people who are keen on donating to men's health. So thank you, everyone. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Listen, these times of the year, stuff like cancer and that, there are certain words that if I could swear, I would say to it. The cancer, there's a four-letter word that begins with F that I have to say to what cancer. What does it end in? What does it end with? Okay. The letter U. <laughs> Exactly. There's, there's a phrase that we're between the lines. The same word that Checo Perez is saying right Ooh, now. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh, but in case you're wondering when we're recording this, is it the Tennessee Titans? They're up seven nothing against the Eric Henry. And uh in is it Indiana, Indianapolis? I don't know. Mike, that's the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Pacers. Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Stop Cole? it. The Colts? Like Colts? Colts. C O L T S Colt. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure a Colt is a I know it's a horse. I'm trying to remember like specifically a Colt is a is a no that's a gelding I'm thinking of. That's a horse, so that's right. <laughs> I don't see I just see a I just see a horseshoe. That doesn't tell me it's a call. I can just think it's a horse. It's like saying that's fair. the bugs of, of Minnesota. It's like there are thousands of bugs. <laughs> There's like thousands of mosquitoes. And we don't just call them mosquitoes because scientists are dumb. Not really, but you know what I mean. Let's build a nuclear bomb and then at the end be like, America, maybe don't use it. And then they use it. Shout out to Einstein. Not really. What are you, what are you trying to get at? I have no <laughs> idea what you're going at. <laughs> you're kind of just prolonging it to talk about like some next stuff now. So I don't know. It's just my mind kind of wanders sometimes. That's funny. I think we're done. Okay, we should end okay. the episode. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> this might talk. be a good idea. <laughs> okay. If you enjoyed this episode of the show, which of course you did, especially maybe the second half got a bit messy there. Um, sorry I'm being lippy, Alex. Uh, but the first half, I really liked that tier list. I think we did a really good job, to be honest. Especially mm-hmm. putting Montreal at the top. That's always a good thing. You're welcome for the idea. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for coming uh, on the show. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for coming. Check out Mike's podcast and all his other gubbins. We'll link it 
um, below, or Alex will because he does all the real work on the show. Um, uh, I congratulate you. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm tired. I hate I hate weekends of F1 races because I have to get up early. I'm not about that. For, for, for some reason, I get up for free practice, even though it's really boring. I've been up since 7:30, and I gotta work until 10. So. So. Um, yeah. yeah. So check out Mike's stuff. Check out Alex's blog. Daniel's stuff for the aisle. <laughs> Come on. Oh check out my, my YouTube God. channel. Oh my God. needs. Um, thank you, the voice ad, as always, for being a great thingy. Hopefully, Alex, we can find where Mike swore and censor it. Thank you, Mike. Um, check out the show on YouTube for a visual experience of the show. It's really going to help this episode, especially. Um, everyone tweeted Checo Perez and Roman Grosjean and Lance Stroll because he got he flipped his car. He was Kvyat. My I favorite really thing about these episodes is when you start off and you just hear Alex's voice. This episode is brought to you by <laughs> Mondo. Well, it goes three, say? two, one. This episode. I know. I took. The, I for, didn't realize I left that in. So now I still I, like I, it. I, I, I know. I, like I take that out. That's <laughs> kind of enjoy the rest of the episode. <laughs> Guys, we're back. I like it. Mm. Like it. And then we just do a lukewarm. Moment. You know what? You know I like, what? I think it's natural. Before we go, I just I listened to the episode last year. We should do this with Mike this year, where for the last thirty minutes of an episode, we just traded cards. Yeah, was, we should. Oh my god, right? that was horrendous. Right? That was pretty funny. Okay, right? it was straight dead silence, <laughs> like every ten seconds as we were opening the card. All you heard was rip and then it's just like oh <laughs> no visual experience oh i got my carry price and i got Brendan. there we go i haven't been to tim hortons in a while so i bought a few i haven't opened them yet i haven't bought I'm them yet. kind of hoarding them there, just, so you even bought a everyone Mike, yeah. go get some packs i also got a pk and like just don't open like everyone get a pack and just don't open them until we're all on, on a call again Okay. All right. I'm going to do like an Instagram story today to throw back that episode because it made me laugh so much. Mike's going to invite himself on the show again and then it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next time you get to my secretary, Alex, just <laughs> let, her, let her know, please. You know, he texted me, Mike, did. He's like, Adam, I haven't got anything from my secretary. Saw, I saw this morning. I'm like, <laughs> okay. It was better than before when I used to tell you to introduce me properly. I expected you to. I stopped reading that text because I thought it was going to say that. I was going to be like, I'm not in the mood for whatever Mike is. Okay. His, eminence, just- his holiness, Mike Jagasar, will be joining us. We are Every great- rant we go on is another 10 minutes. Alex has to explore okay. this and upload okay. it on YouTube. Okay, let's just That's end the name. episode. Thank you, listeners. Okay, let's end the episode first. Yep. I got it right. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.